Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Great Northeast BJJ Podcast. In this episode, Jay and I and the Riddler sit down with our friend Eliezer DeLuca, talk about wrestling, growing up DeLuca, foraging for mushrooms, nicknames. Eliezer's a great wrestler, nephew to the legend coach Jim DeLuca, good coach, great teacher. If you ever get the chance to uh, to go to one of his seminars, make sure you do it. You'll definitely learn something. We had a great time, so I think you guys will like this episode. Make sure you check out our sponsors, Tortuga Soap, tortugasoap.com, everything you need to keep you clean and smelling good. Port City BJJ, home of the Great Northeast BJJ podcast. If you're ever in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, make sure you come check us out. We'd love to have you come train with us. BJJ Prehab, make sure you check that out. Our friend Mike Pellegrino is trying to keep you healthy and on the mats. Enter the discount code Tortuga and get your first month free. And also, we are Dapper Ties. We are DapperTies.com. Two brothers taking care of in the tie department. If you need one for a job or you just like to look good, make sure you enter the discount code ROLL and you'll get free shipping. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you guys want to hear more of me, make sure you check out the new podcast I've been doing, Stray the Course. I'd really appreciate it. If you get the chance, you can get us a give us a rating um, on however you listen to it, whether it's iTunes or whatever else. We'd really appreciate that. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate the support, and uh, we'll catch up with you guys soon. Hope everybody's doing all right. Peace. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Great Northeast BJJ Podcast, live from the barn <laughs> with the Riddler. Take two. Jay Mansfield and our guest, mushroom collector, wrestler, not superhero name, nickname, nickname giver. <laughs> Dude, tell us about- Nef- Nephew us. to the Nephew. great and honorable- Coach, which we were finding out, we were finding out just a moment ago, it is a family of superheroes. Yeah. So, why don't you why don't you tell us about this? Grown, uh, we went through. So I I was asking Eliezer, I was like, so dude, all I know is that you live in five different places right now. You're like, <laughs> I could be living in L.A. or I could be living in Florida, or I could be in New Jersey, or I could be in New Hampshire. So what's up, man? Walk us through the beginning. Like, uh, where were you born? Where were you born? <laughs> I was born in uh, good old Lawrence, Mass. No way! Yes. I don't believe it. <laughs> Get out of For here! For those of you listening, this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's best. a little bit of a second run through. Because Merrimack Valley. This best is the first. On time, Earth. <laughs> this is the first time that Riddler's ever recorded a podcast. So we're <laughs> dealing with some uh, <laughs> technical difficulties. Yeah. Um, I will say, man, when I came in here tonight, these guys were jamming. They were jamming. Oh, it was I like Billy say. Preston on the keyboards. Yeah. Man, these dudes were killing it. Yeah, right? this place is pretty sick. Yeah, it is, right? This is a, a great place to hang, just to hang out even. Yep, no doubt. And when guys are, you know, when there's people in here playing music 
and it's not me or George, <laughs> it, it sounds pretty good. I don't know, man. We've we've had we don't know Chris Howder. We had Chris Howder on the drums in here one time. We've had some good uh, some good. He was pretty good at the drums too. He's from California, yeah. dude. Punk yeah, rock sure. drummer. Of course, he was in a punk rock band of one time. You can't be from LA for your entire life and not be in a punk rock band. So, you were born in Lawrence. And you lived in Lawrence till like you were three. Is That's that right? right. But your mom's from Lawrence. Mom and dad, um, my whole family's. How did they meet? Early. Do you know? Um, they met in high school at Lawrence High. No way. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. Is your mom Italian too? She is half Italian, half French Canadian. <laughs> this is this is crazy because so all of you, if you haven't heard, listened to the Jim DeLuca right. podcast, you should go back and listen to this because he talks about what it was like. Growing up in Lawrence. Back in the day. And you can imagine, like, you know, Eliezer's dad. Uh, what's your dad's name? Joe. Joe. Oh, hey. Joe and Jim. Oh, yeah. Joe and- <laughs> running, running shit I feel, Lawrence, Yeah, dude. I feel like you shouldn't cross them. How many, do you know how, how many brothers and sisters your dad had? Um, One brother, one sister. Oh, that's it? I, I actually have a great story about uh about my dad yep. and uh, Uncle Jim. Perfect. Nice. So, uh there, there was a, there was a kid, and I believe he was picking. There was a few kids, and they picking on my, my, my dad and uncle were real young at this time, maybe like, I don't know, eight and ten years old. And this kid was picking on my dad, and I think they kind of jumped my dad and, and uh, you know, beat him up a little bit. He came home, he came home crying, and to my grandma Jean and she goes oh what happened what happened he goes oh these kids they're messing with me so my grandma Jean um she rounds up Uncle Jimmy and my dad and says come on let's go and I guess the kid uh hung out down at the laundromat and she walked into the laundromat with my Uncle Jim and my dad and the kid was there and he seen him and he looked at him my grandma Jean said, "Get him," <laughs> <laughs> and that was kind of it. So yeah. they they went. There's in. more. Like I swear yeah. to God, now 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 I don't just have to walk through life knowing that all the Delucas that I've met are tougher than me. But now Grandma Jean, <laughs> grandma, is tougher oh than yeah, me. she's the toughest of them all. <laughs> Lawrence was not and is not to this day, uh, you know, a tough a place for the faint of heart to grow no. up. You know, you got to be tough. If you're going to live in Lawrence, but I think. If but if you're looking for good food. Good food in Lawrence? There's some good food there. Really? Yeah. Like what? Uh, Vietnamese food. Ooh. In Lawrence is awesome. You can find amazing Greek food in Lawrence, too. Oh, Greek food. I love Greek food. Yeah. There's great Greek food. In fact, if you go back, like if you ask uh, your uncle about it or your dad, back then, uh, Lawrence was a very Greek area. Hmm. There's a lot of Greek people in Lawrence. As, a, as an aside here, I just got to tell you. We it was it was not recorded, but one of the only times you've agreed with me on something that's not true that this deeply, like I uh, guess I yeah, <laughs> proving, I'm, you're proving my point. Like yeah, but I mean not in normal stuff, but in crazy stuff that comes out of my mouth that just comes out. Sometimes you look at me and you're like, I don't know, man. And I made a bold statement, and you both agreed with me, which was. The intro to Super Troopers was the greatest intro to uh, any movie of all time. It, it is the greatest by intro. Far. By far. There's no discussion. Yeah. Have you seen the new one? Oh, yeah. What do you think about it? Uh, there was, it, ha- it I liked it, uh, and you kind of got to get into it. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I swear that uh, with the the pullover with the horses, and the, yeah. uh, that is hysterical. My, my favorite parts when Farva goes, when you mess with the bull, you get covered in bullshit. <laughs> 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 you think he's gonna say you get the horns, the horns but he no. says you get covered in bullshit. <laughs> it is a, actually no, no. Think, it's a funny movie. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my other favorite movies. Is the Goonies and Jay? You know who you remind me of? <laughs> you got a second chance at this, and now you're gonna do it, aren't you? <laughs> Remember the Fratelli brothers? <laughs> no, I'm not. Am, am I the oldest Fratelli? No, brother? man, you were like the, I wanted the Goonies, bro. Thank you, man. You wanted the Goonies, it. dude. Which one? Are you gonna looking for the truffle shuffle? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's great. When uh, like, can you go to Astoria and like see where like? Oh yeah, the Goonies house is a very touristy spot. Thank God they saved it. Oh, they saved it all right. One-eyed yep. Willie in the ship. Yep. So you got? Do you know why? Why did your parents move to Oregon? Um, you know, as a kid, uh, my dad was <laughs> just curious. <laughs> my dad was real outdoorsy, liked hunting and fishing and whatnot, and being it's not out. so much of that in Lawrence. No, no. so. And I think at the time, you know, we were living in Lawrence and finding, uh, I remember my mom say, saying she would find needles in yeah. the in the um, bushes and whatnot. So it was, right. you know, having three kids, um, it was a pretty, pretty rough area. So I think they wanted to get out of there. Um, so he took a chance. His friend said, Oregon's beautiful. And we loaded up uh, a U-Haul and headed out, headed out there. Nice. So this was before Navina and Ezra. Yep, before Navina and Ezra. Very cool. So they know not of these places. Well, they do now. Well, well Navina do doesn't. And Ezra was here a couple years ago, right? Oh yeah, we've been back to visit a bunch. Yeah, yeah. I actually came and uh, I stayed for like eight weeks um, when I was in sixth grade, and my parents shipped me off, and I stayed with my aunt and uncle and uh, my grandfather and. Um, Auntie Laurie and great grandmother down in uh, Lawrence. So yeah, so I'm trying to think. So you were in the eighth grade, or sixth grade, sixth grade. So that yeah. was that predates Port City by quite a lot, but it doesn't predate predate me knowing Coach actually. Really? Yeah, we've known each other for probably going on twenty years. Okay. So yeah, like um, I probably met Coach the first. I was a white belt when I first met him. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. That was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. <laughs> that was like before man had fire. Are you are you coach's first black belt? I'm not. So coach and I are black belts under the same person. Oh, okay. So uh, we're both black belts under Roberto Maya in wow. Boston. And uh, Boston BJJ. And then, um, I mean, we trained together. And so coach opened Seacoast BJJ and MMA in Portsmouth. Uh, I think when... He was a brown brother of black belt. Brown belt. Right? What year was yeah. that? Mm, so let's do some simple addition. Seven ten years ago. Yeah, probably ten years ago. Okay, then that was the first time. Uh, that was the first time I went to BJJ with uh, my uncle. Yeah. Amazing. I was already a black belt then. Wow. Yeah, wow. I'm so old. <laughs> yeah, I remember rolling with my uh, uncle Tony. Pomisano? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's a big dude. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's funny. So the joke is that Coach is my dad. 
Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. And, uh, bec- you know. <laughs> we don't know that it's not true. <laughs> we don't know that. It, because basically, um, Coach has magical powers. Uh, especially with the ladies. Yeah. I don't know how much you hear about this. Where, where do you think I get it from? Well, <laughs> <Right>? I mean. <laughs> Got to get it from somewhere. Well, we talked right? a little about this off air, and I'm a believer, man. I am a believer <laughs> that you have the DeLuca power. Yeah, it's, it's a true. curse. It's a curse. It's, it's a de- really tough. It's both it's a blessing de- and a curse. It's the Deluca curse. It's, it's your cross to bear. You yeah. know, it's it's like the Kavorka. Yeah. What the fuck is the? Kavorka? You don't know about the Kavorka, dude. I have no idea. The what lure the of the animal. Either. It's from Seinfeld. You gonna talk about some bestiality stuff? No. <laughs> you lured to the animals. Lord of the animals. <laughs> So I can't I can't remember was the first take when we talked about <laughs> wrestling or how did you get into how, so let's talk about you weren't a very good soccer player no. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, what you call the enforcer on the soccer field <laughs> do like, they have enforcers in soccer can you, I don't know can you I, name I, any I enforcer, <laughs> enforcers George <laughs> Eliezer Deluca Eliezer Deluca uh, yeah, 12 years old and yeah. Stu Grimson yeah. Stu Grimson <laughs> oh the Anaheim Ducks <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I remember old Stu. Do we have to qualify this? I feel like they should play the first take so they can understand why this is all so funny to us. Right. (laughs) Ah, man. So soccer was not for you. (laughs) No, I actually love soccer. Soccer was uh, my first sport. I actually wanted to be a professional soccer player as a little kid. Um, I remember being like eight, eight, ten years old, and uh, me and my friends loved Freddie Adu. Oh yeah, you remember oh, yeah. him? Yeah, he was, he was, he was bright, fourteen years bright. old. Fourteen years old, and he was killing it. And yeah. we're just—he was going to be the next big thing. Yep, and we were, uh, you know, that was that was one of uh, didn't really work. That out. was one of my first heroes, actually, hmm. uh, as a kid. Just seeing him being so young and you know being a professional soccer player at fourteen years old—it's incredible. Actually, I shouldn't say that it hasn't worked out for him. I think he's playing. Um, he's in the Premier League somewhere. He plays. You know he. He rides the pine, but I think like he's I making money had, playing soccer. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I might have the wrong. I might be thinking about the wrong. Person. I haven't followed him, uh, you know, since then. But uh, you know, that that's a be cool. We'll start when we win the next World Cup. We'll yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah. So, did you run track too? Um, no, no, not really. JV track my freshman year. Yeah, yeah. you just really shouldn't run I ever. You know, my dad, made, my mom and dad, they made me do it, and I just hated <laughs> it. And I remember we'd go to practice, and they'd go for their... It was actually cross-country. And they'd go for their long runs, and I'd lag behind, and uh, then just kind of, you know, cut through um, a field and... Catch back up. Be like, oh, you know, I, I ran eight miles, and I ran like two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that was enough. <laughs> the only thing enough. worse than running is long running. Oh, I hated it. I hated it. That was actually punishment for me. As a kid, I was kind of a wild child, and I remember going out partying nights, and my dad would wake me up at six in the morning, and he'd make me go run the... <laughs> You know, some race that was going on downtown, and it was a <laughs> three-mile race, and I'd be freaking hating it the whole entire time. I'd be like, I hate this. Every step you feel in your head. You're yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. I'd do well at them, though. I would. I would, uh, you know, I was always actually a pretty good runner, but I never had a passion for it, so right. I wasn't a good Good athletes runner. can pretty much, you can kind of yeah. transition from sport to sport and be pretty good. Yeah, and I'm built like a runner, so I'm, I, I mean... I was usually the 
I mean, I was the top three runner on every wrestling team I've ever been on. So, what's uh, what's talent Oregon like? Oh, it's great. Is it one of the best places on earth? How come? Because that's where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anything anything particularly special about talent Oregon? Yes, there is actually. Funny that you asked. It's the only talent in America. There's only one talent. Vujade. <laughs> Which is amazing because around here, like, <laughs> right. all, all the town, like, are you talking about Massachusetts, New yeah. Hampshire, or Maine? Vermont. <laughs> or Vermont. Which one? Yeah. What Essex right. are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I kind of noticed that. And all the street names in Hampton are named after cities in Massachusetts and New Hampshire. Hampton, yeah. Hampton's yeah. weird. It's yeah. a, and then there's the alphabet. You know what I mean? Really? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. L Street, N Street, you know? No yeah. way. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, Talent was an awesome place to grow up. Um, it's not so. It's not near the ocean. Nope, not near the ocean. Is it mountains? I mean, yeah, it's in a valley oh. actually. So we're uh, surrounded by mountains, the Cascades and the Siskiyous. Are so. they visible? Kind of, you know. Are, are we talking about big mountains or big mountains? Right. Yep. There's mountains. Mount uh, Hood. Mount Hood in Oregon. No. Oh, sorry. Yes, but not where I'm not from. Near Mount there. Hood is in uh, Portland, Oregon. All right. Yeah. So Mount Hood's a beautiful mountain as well. Um, you know, there's so Mount Hood's like a single single mountain. Um, I'm surrounded. I'm in the middle of a ton of mountains. Nice, yeah. So very, it's cool. pretty cool. Yeah, actually, America's Got Talent came to Talent, Oregon, and did oh. a show in our uh, little town hall. Nice. So yeah, it was kind of cool. Nick Cannon came, and well, think about it. America wouldn't have a talent without you. Uh, that's exactly yeah. right. Like, you'd I'm, have to say America doesn't have talent. I'm ex- I'm really happy you recognize that. I'm I'm in it. <laughs> I'm in. What do you know about the Oregon Trail? Um, well, it's I, bad to have typhoid, dysentery. I actually <laughs> lived at the end of the Oregon Trail in really? Oregon City. Yeah, I went to junior college at uh, Clackamas Community College in Oregon City, and Oregon City is the end of the Oregon Trail. My uh. My brother-in-law, um, Jason, Jason Amasu, he does uh, the Oregon Trail off-road, and he off-roads in his, um, he has a pretty souped-up uh, car that's you like know, an off-road, built, like, a, like an off-car rally type Like an deal? off-road vehicle that has the whole, it's it has everything. I mean, you could live in the thing, really. Wow. So, and what they do, their group, they go... Uh, on these voyages across the country and they do everything off road. So they go on the Oregon trail off road. That's badass. It's pretty badass. Yeah. Like that sounds like fun. I don't want to drive cross country, but that sounds fun. Yeah, no doubt. Like I'll do that. You know what I mean? I'll take the Oregon trail and like a, like off road. Yeah. So you're seeing, let's take your uncle's Jeep and like, let's just leave tonight. Let's do it. Do the Oregon trail. (laughs) Do you know about the game, the video game? Yeah, you know, everyone uh, Right. Everyone that I, like, talk to that's like, oh, you're from Oregon, you know, the Oregon Oregon Trail? Trail. I've heard that one before. Ford (laughs) the River or whatever. Yeah, broken wagon wheel. Yeah. Freaking get you every time. Get you every time. (laughs) So when you started wrestling, were you good right off the bat, or were you like, uh, I think Justin Wren one time told me, he's like, I lost every match I had the first season. Like, were you did, did you, were you able to, like, have success, or? I mean, uh, I won my first wrestling match. But nice. 
there were two kids that uh, they pinned me that first year. Um, so I I went one and two. Wrestled one tournament. I remember the next tournament I was going to go to. I got sick and didn't end up uh, didn't end up going. So I was pretty. I remember being real disappointed about not going. I want. I really wanted to go to that tournament. I loved wrestling. Um, that was yeah. So that was kind of heartbreaking. But uh, the next year, I tore those kids up and <laughs> I started finding success in it. And you know, just kind of every year, I got a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better and put more time in. And as you put more time into something you love, you're obviously going to get better at better at it as goes on i uh you know the through you know you and i chit-chatting about it uh i think more so than other wrestlers that we've talked to that you have really refined your game you know what i mean you have very refined game you like have a, a you know series of techniques that you link together and there's lots of different combinations that you like to work it's pretty complex and i think um you know, you've you've talked about kind of your desire to kind of get more into you know jujitsu, potentially take some fights down the road, and I think it's that approach that's going to probably lead to you know high level of success and and kind of picking up these other pieces and, and adding them in. Um, but I noticed like uh, with your game specifically, you concentrate a lot on the upper body. Like you're you're not like a drop and shoot type guy. Uh, can you talk like where that came from and kind of what drove you in that direction? Well, uh, you know, I, so I, I spent a year right out of high school at the Olympic training center wrestling freestyle under, uh, coach Brandon Slay and Bill Zadick. These guys are pretty good. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) Olympic champion and world champion. So they're, we'll allow it. Yeah. (laughs) Some of the best out there. Um, (laughs) But then I actually spent some time down in Florida where I've uh, been training recently with my um, good friend Jordan Spieler and coach J.D. Robbins. And, you know, they helped me uh, with my Greco-Roman wrestling. And I was um, found some success in that, winning the Fila Junior National title after only training it for around four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> No big deal. Yeah, four long, four weeks. long, four like. Yeah, I tra- yeah. I mean, in that time, I trained like at least five times. Yeah, <laughs> for so. people out there that are listening that don't know anything about wrestling, what's the difference between freestyle and Greco-Roman? Um, freestyle is, you know, freestyle and Greco-Roman are the Olympic styles of wrestling, and they're um, different in their um, approach. With Greco is more upper body, while freestyle you can use your legs and attack legs so greco's similar to judo but you can't can't use your legs you can use your legs as posts and you can trip people over your legs but you can't Can't touch legs right? yeah you can't grab their legs or you can't hook their legs so it's a lot more uh upper body wrestling yeah is that what randy couture yep randy couture was a greco-roman olympic alternate and chael sonnen actually they both were yeah it's funny that you bring up Chael Sonnen. A lot of people say he looks like me. I've never seen Chael Sonnen and you in the same place at the same time. I actually, I agree. That he looks like me? Oh, for sure. Now, we all know, though, who's the better looking of the two. Oh, ooh, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. 
Don't put me in this position. No, I wouldn't do that to you. I don't want to make you. you know, It'll work. You guys It'll look work. a lot of like yeah. both very good looking guys. Yeah. yeah. No, I. I've, so how do you, have, he's from? He's the gangster from Westland. He is. Yeah. Like how, you've you've spent some time with him, right? I have. Yeah. Chell Chell's actually a very good friend of mine. He's been very good to me. Um, trained together quite a bit. Um, he's been one of my mentors, and you know, someone if I'm. If I ever need to talk to someone or, you know, need some advice in the in, in the sport or in life, really, I'll, I'll give Chael a call and ask him what he thinks. How does this is, oh, go ahead. If I could. Yes, please. Because uh, this is a good one. Uh, I know that I, I think most people have a, a good enough head on their shoulders to realize the difference between the guy they might see promoting a fight for himself and who, you know, Chael Sonnen really is as a day-to-day person. So I assume that what your realization, your experience has been is a pretty big gap before between the guy you see in front of the camera and who he actually is. Oh, for sure. I mean, Chael's a very, very, he's a good person. Um, you know, he's a great communicator. Um, you pretty know. good wrestler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. I mean, pe- most people see him as, you know, this... Uh, you know, guy that likes to talk and yeah, he, he does what he needs to do to sell fights. I mean, right. there's no doubt about that, that, uh, I'll never forget when Chael Sonnen showed up on TV telling, telling the world that he was going to whoop Anderson Silva's ass. And then when he actually went out there and he did it, that was, you know, it was like, okay, this guy's, this guy's for real. Right. So, that was an unbelievable fight. Yeah. Unbelievable. And it was, it was for, Four rounds, you're going. Uh, four thing, and a half rounds. Four and a half rounds. You're like, this thing has been over since the first minute. Yeah, he went out there and whooped his ass. You There's, were at the fight, right? I was. I was. And he, and you know what? The whole crowd at first, they didn't like Chill. And when he started whipping. He's a heel. When he started whipping his ass, right? they're chanting, USA, USA, <laughs> USA. Which is awesome. And it's like the whole place was behind jail. And that was right. it was like, okay, now you know. Yeah. Now you know. Because most of the time when you watch Anderson fight, your jaw's just dropping open with the shit that he does. You're oh, like, yeah. You're like... And he's not that easy of a guy to like, really. Anderson like, Silva, no. No. I don't think so. No. Especially later, in the, like the more like he... The Damian Maya stuff. Yeah, I didn't like that. No. Like, what was the Damian Maya? I'm a Maya? huge Damian Maya uh, He fan. was just like taunt, you know, just like taunting Taunting him, him like... like it's a fight. Yeah. Like you're in there to fight, clowning. Like, but here's the thing: if you can do that, then I mean, do it. No, but <laughs> but it was like a respect thing. It was like, of all people, like you're gonna get in there and you're gonna try to make Damian Maya look bad. And it's yeah. like maybe you should like I get it if it was a guy's first fight in the UFC. Like, hey, I'm gonna clown on this fool. But it was Damian Maya, and I I. I I kind of disagree a little bit. I mean, you're like if you can do it, do it. If you can do it, do it. I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. If you can make them look bad, well, make them look bad. It's a fight. It's not. It's not. It's not a sport. It's a fight. But this came back to bite him in the ass. Yeah, he tried to taunt Chris Weidman. Good he did. For, yeah, that did not go well. That's no. what's uh, actually twice. Gonna, probably what's going to happen to you know Conor McGregor. He's been. He's been. I am good. so hopeful that that's going to happen. It could. He's been being an asshole to people, you know, been uh, treating people wrong, throwing shit through windows, hurting right. people that he shouldn't hurt. It's probably going to, Khabib's probably going to whoop his ass. 
I I certainly hope so. And if anybody can do it, it's Khabib. And here's the thing too, is that guys like that, they don't experience consequence. So I know that Connor's had a tough life and he had to kind of pay his dues to come up like a plumber or whatever he was doing before. Like everybody, everybody's got a story like that. You know what I mean? Everybody had to work hard to get wherever it is that they're at. But he doesn't feel the consequences of, of the shitty shit that he does. The only place that he's going to feel consequence is in the octagon. Exactly. And I feel like Khabib's the kind of guy that can make him feel consequence and be like, while well, you're off fucking around and acting like an idiot and, and you know, dollar dollar billing it. Yep. Khabib's fucking training. For sure. If you're not humble, Khabib will humble you. Right. Is Remember? What, he was like, that, is that what he said? I just made that up. But really? I mean, yeah. I took a Mike Tyson quote and I just okay. changed it I like it. Yeah. Uh, he, Khabib did say, he's like, oh, dude, after, he, after said, that thing, he said he, some gangster stuff. He dude. was like, you want to do gangster shit? We do gangster shit. <laughs> right. Oh, I don't know. I but here's you. The thing. We'll meet. We can uh, fight. No problem. Is I mean, but is Connor putting on a show like Chael? You know? Uh yeah, but when it comes to hurting other people like innocent bystanders. Wow, yeah. that was I mean that's I mean, f- come on. There's you're, a difference. There's a huge difference you, you in that. You don't see Chael going and grabbing a you know, a dolly and throwing, throwing it. Well, nobody a does that. Yeah, who who does that? Nobody. Like, come right. on, give me a break, Connor. Who was the who was oh, was it Connor and, and the Diaz brothers that were throwing stuff at each other and uh yeah. in a press conference once? Oh wow. Right. right? I wouldn't want to be in a street fight with them either. No the Diaz brothers? Yeah. My, my little brother was actually down there uh, training with uh, the Diaz brothers this past week. Nice. This is a, right? and this is crazy. So like, <laughs> so uh, just to paint the picture of kind of the way the last few weeks have worked, um, Eliezer comes up to stay with Coach for a while, and he's been coming into training with us, taught an awesome wrestling sem- seminar. But we've been kind of training together for the last few weeks, like kind of like picking up stuff and, you know, and like chatting about the game. And because Eliezer, like, you know, because of his wrestling pedigree, he's kind of now that he's graduated school and I'm not putting words in your mouth, but like you've, you're, you're kind of like, uh, you got some connections that you're going to train and check out with. He's like, Hey, uh, do you guys know who a, a guy named Bruno Malfacine? And I'm like, uh, fucking yeah. Here's the best part. <laughs> like he knows him. Yuri Samoas. He parties with him, but he's never trained with him. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I can't wait. You're gonna text me one day and you'll be like, dude, trained with Bruno today. Yeah, yeah that's so uh, well, here's the deal. My friend that I train uh, I do train with, Jordan Spieler, who's a freaking badass. Okay. This dude's tough as Neil. He's been training on the American top team since he was 10 years old um really one of the toughest i mean he could go into the ufc right now and do well s- start beating people up real bad um i asked him i go he, he was t- telling me about i actually that's how i met bruno malfasinas through him and i go how do you do against him he goes bro <laughs> he's unreal i'm like you think you could beat him in a fight he's like not if we started rolling <laughs> he, would, he would tap me out real quick. I'm like, Bruno Malfacine's like 135 pounds, and my friend's 190 pounds. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, doesn't no matter. freaking way. It doesn't matter. He's unreal. He's There's that, different levels, dude. He's that good, and he's yeah. on whatever the highest one is. Right. Yeah, I I uh, I'm a true believer that Bruno Malfacine will be the UFC champion one day. I don't I don't <laughs> think I don't think uh, whoever it is, T.J. Dillashaw, Henry Cejudo. 
You're talking care. about so if he adapts his game and 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 can and is interested in doing that, there's no question. Wait, I, I completely you know, agree with you because oh, he's full fighter now. He is the the concepts of gravity <laughs> on this planet do not apply to Bruno Malfacine. When I when I watched him uh when I watched his highlight video, I'm like this dude's a good wrestler. He could go in folk He's style. He's a good everything. He could go in there in folk style wrestling, collegiate wrestling, and he could beat those guys a lot, most of them. Right. He's that good. If yeah. if, if he learned and trained it a li- for a little bit and learned yep. the point system. Kind of some nuances in the point system, how to be strategic. He he's 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 insane. I asked him, I was like uh, I was like, "Bruno, so uh you know, I was like, be honest with me. H- have you always been good? Like, from when you started? I was like, just just be honest. He's like, yeah, bro. <laughs> in, the mo- <laughs> in the most humble way possible. That, that, that was the best part about it was he's like yep. one of the most humble people I've ever seen. Everything I, I hear is that he is the nicest guy ever. Oh, yeah. Love um, that guy. Which is, by the way, the, a common thread for most of the world-class grapplers that i've come across have been that the genuinely nice attitude and they're like actually happy to be meeting you and like they're in it because of that they love to meet people that also like to grapple and like you know what i mean yeah his whole whole team's awesome right all those guys they're all all uh, great guys happy birthday tomorrow to bruno that's right happy birthday birthday, Bruno. bruno yep We'll be we'll be down to visit you and hopefully you'll come on our podcast, Bruno. No doubt. Right. You're going to Florida, you better get him to share the shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we'll come down and man, I will we'll train with Bruno. Hell yeah. I mean I like to be humiliated. <laughs> <laughs> I like exactly. I was, trying, I was trying to find the right words for it, but yes, I too uh, it would like be to like, be humiliated by it Bruno. Be like that. But you're, I mean you're 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 talking about like the greatest yeah, jujitsu athlete at his weight ever by a lot, by a long shot, like not even close. By the way, Yuri Samoa is the other guy that you're going to be training with. Yes, he's, I will. He's not. He's a bit bigger. I have. I actually he's have a bigger guy. I heard. I heard. He's like two Bruno. <laughs> he's like literally like two. I haven't met him yet, but uh, I heard he's. I heard he's another guy that's just an awesome guy. Super nice. My, seems, uh, seems very nice. Super nice guy. My good buddy James Pyle, who I uh, stay with down in California, told me he goes, "You're going to love this guy." And I'm like, hey, if you say so, then uh, I'll probably love him. I met him <laughs> after the uh, after the fight to win that time and talked to him. Super, super not, good guy. Another uh, real humble guy. Yeah, he seemed real like very, it, you know? very, yeah. very, very, yeah. But it's 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 awesome that you know see those guys that are. Uh, I think it's important. I think it's I think it's important for us all to be humble. Like we don't know sure. everything. Like no, I like every time I look back on my previous versions of myself, and I'm always like. Man, I thought I knew everything then. I knew nothing. I knew nothing. And always put on your white belt. That's uh, something my buddy James actually told me, and it's you know resonated with me. Is you know you always wherever you go, where whoever you're learning from, you always put on your white belt and open ears. I've noticed that it, like because we got to, we were drilling together today, and you were like just soaking it in. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like when I'm in wrestling mode, I'm trying to do that. Like I'm like I'm like okay, what about this? What about this? Like and I'm like trying to make sense of things in my head to make me better. And as soon as we flip the coin, and we're doing jujitsu stuff. You're like, what about now? What do I do now? Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
I think that's uh, important to evolve. You have to have open ears and you have to be uh, be open to, you know, other people's view on the sport because that's the only way that you'll get better. Open-minded, right? Open-minded. Like just leave it open yeah. and, you know, the good shit will stick and you need to let go of certain things that aren't yours and, you know, but... He's going to be an plot of disaster. Yeah? yeah? I can smell it. Yeah. I love it. I, I tried to it. get it today. I couldn't nice. get, quite get it when we were on live. I uh, I know. love Omoplata. I might have to keep trying it. You, you got to. Keep going. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, you're going to see some people that will probably help. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, high school, like you wrestled in high school. When did you, what age did you start wrestling? 10 years old. 10. Yep. Um, and yeah, you wrestled. And you're how old now? I'm on the back end, 24. Woo! <laughs> Quarter Damn, century son. coming up. Yep. When's your birthday? September 29th. Oh nice. my goodness. Yep. Nice. Um, how did high school wrestling go? It went pretty well. Yeah. Um, talent, time. talent, high school. No, Phoenix High School. Phoenix High School. Talent doesn't have a high school. Oh, we have small what? town. Wait, wait. Is this is this Phoenix, Oregon? Mm-hmm. That that has that's a thing right next to talent. Yeah, it's actually right next to talent. Yep. Yeah, Phoenix. Uh, so you have Phoenix Middle School talent, or sorry, you have Phoenix Elementary School talent, Elementary School, and then talent Middle School. No Phoenix Middle School, just talent Middle School, and then you have Phoenix High School. So everyone that Whoa. goes to uh, intermingling amongst the cities. Yes, exactly. The suburbs. Just beware the. Um, <laughs> What? Uh, how how big is talent? How many people? <sighs> it's small, maybe ten thousand, six six thousand people. Yeah. We got to get something out of the way here. Like, yeah. uh, I hate to ask this, and you probably don't want to do it. Can we do a little resume talk? Because <laughs> uh, we we've talked about how what a, what a high level wrestler you are, but we haven't really gone through the resume. Can we give me give me a quick rundown? Start from now and kind of go back. Like, well. I knew in high school you were a multiple-time state champ, right? Yeah, I was uh, in high school. I was four-time state finalist, uh, three-time state champ. Um, you know, then went on to college, a two-time junior college All-American, uh, fourth and second. Fila Junior National Champ and Greco-Roman. And then uh, I took a year and I went to Northern Colorado right after junior Greeley. college. Greeley. Oh, the dirty Greeley. It's, Dude, it stinks. It Fucking yeah, it works really well. Where's it it fucking it's, they got like a meat factory. So you've been to Greeley, yeah? No, I've been to the Greeley Stampede. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> what state is this in? Colorado. It's well, well, University. You gotta, of tell, you gotta tell me about this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I lived in Colorado for eight years. Really? Yeah, in Breckenridge, wow. in Boulder. Oh, that's awesome. Um, that's but, not Greeley. <laughs> yeah, no. But when I was in Boulder, depending on the on the wind. The stink from Greeley would come down to Boulder. It's disgusting. Is that bad? Yeah, it's stink. like a slaughter, you know. It smells like... Was it the good meat or the bad meat? It smells like shit and guts. Yeah. Smells. Yeah, that's not the good ones. I mean, it might be good, dude, but all... Like, you you go to Nebraska, it smells like that, yeah. too, and them things. I know? left Greeley. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan like, of Greeley. Just Greeley's put it this way. Great. I don't feel like Kobe Japan smells like shit and guts. Well, no, that's because they're massaging the cows. My buddy beer. used to call it Greality. Yeah. yeah, I call it. I called it reality. Yeah, we'd always be going back there, uh, you know, back from tournaments and back to reality. Yeah, that's what we'd say. But back I, to life. I, back right. to reality. I, I, had a, I, I'll say this. I did have a good time in Greeley. No, it's, I had a great time. But uh, 
you know, for wrestling, it wasn't the place for me at the time. Um, you know, kind of had some, uh, me and my coach at the time didn't see eye to eye. Yeah. So, uh, I got out of Greeley and I headed to uh, New Jersey and wrestled at Rutgers for two years. I redshirted the first year there. Actually got injured at the Midlands tournament, tore my ACL, which was not fun at all. Did you have it fixed? I did. I had it fixed. Uh, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, it was an awesome doctor, though. Awesome doctor. Jonathan Glassow. Shout out to him. He fixed it. He nice. did a very, very good job in uh, New York City. Mount Sinai Hospital, um. and it makes all the difference in the world. Like I had, I had a great surgeon for my knee. Like he's actually a Patriot surgeon at the time. I had my surgery at Patriot Place. Wow! Like I woke up. Well, I don't really remember this, but I was like the Patriots were practicing for their playoff game against the Minnesota Vikings, and it was snowing, and they like wheeled me up, and I was apparently I watched the whole practice, but no I don't way. Remember, I don't remember any. Did of that. Tom Brady do the surgery? <laughs> he might have I think he put, they put my leg back on the wrong foot <laughs> Did he? It's like when kids put their shoes in the wrong yeah, feet I yeah. feel like that's what I got going <laughs> put on Put your leg back on? Oh shit yep. But it's amazing what can happen I mean, I, like oh, you, no. you seem 100% Oh for sure And uh, you know, I got the newest surgery out there right now um, For ACL um, My buddy James in California Was actually a pretty big advocate for Me not going to the Rutgers doctors Um they, uh, you know, it's it's no uh, no diss on them by by any means, but uh, it just wasn't the surgery that I needed for for my right. you know my injury. Probably thinking like cadaver and exactly right. the cadaver patella. Um, so, so what did they do that's different for you? They anchored it in differently. You yeah, know, they, th- their anchoring uh, system was differently and uh, different and. They actually used the PRP therapy for my recovery, which I guess aided to the recovery. And what is PRP? Uh, platelet-rich plasma. Oh. Yeah, they take your blood out and they put it spin in it? a centrifuge and spin it and then put it back in your knee. And yeah, I guess that did me well. So nice. How was the recovery time? Recovery time, it took me about nine months to start wrestling live. Right, because um, wrestling's tough. Yeah, yeah, so... I didn't rush back at all. Um, Me neither. Yeah. But Jay was training like three weeks later. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, it was uh, ridiculous. I think I, I think I was demonstrating technique. It was like half guard stuff. Mm. But I think I was rolling in a couple months. Yeah. I can't. I just can't not. I'm, I'm a much worse person. I'm the same way. I was. It was. Uh, it was rough. That's for sure. The weight gain is. Like, cause you can't do anything and you're like, well, I can eat. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, well, I knew that I had to keep my weight down for the next season because I was, my coaches were telling me that you're wrestling 49. I'm like, all right. I got up to like 170 and I was like, all right, I got to hit the bricks. Got to get down. (laughs) What do you weigh right now? No, 170. (laughs) (laughs) it's cool man Uh, 170 pounds of raw steel and sex appeal yeah (laughs) love it boom well Uh, that's a deluca curse right dude you took me down at will oh yeah took a whole bunch of people down yeah Yeah, until you freaking choked me out with my own gi both (laughs) both you guys (laughs) the funny part was it was like i was pissed (laughs) (laughs) exactly the next time we rolled he's like 
looks at me serious. You're not going to choke me out with your gi this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you choke him out with yours? Yeah. You did. Did you do the one? Oh, I don't know what I... No, maybe I got... I choked him with his own gi. I did like a cross choke thing. I was mad. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Freaking dude that I rolled with tonight choked me out with that triangle choke. Oh, Andy. Oh, Had to have been Andy. Oh, he's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. He's got a real good well, triangle. You're going to get me with that again. I'll tell I you wanted, what. <laughs> you know what's funny is he's been gone. So he goes down to uh, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, every summer to like go home and visit friends, and he works at his friend's bar, and he because he's a uh, he's a professor at UNH. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What does he teach? Uh, English. Wow, he's nice. He is nice with the jujitsu. I'll yeah, tell dude. you what, dude, he's, he's slick. Yeah, he's slick. Yeah. And uh, so this was his first day back, and it was your last day here. And I'm like, I'm like, we're run, like fixing the lines. I was like, coach, you got to get them together because it's an interesting matchup. Interesting yeah, matchup. For sure. But I think Coach told him, it was like, you start Nandy's guard. He did. And I was yeah. like, son of a bitch. I told Coach, I was, or, I was like, stand him up. I told Uncle Jimmy, I was like, I was like, you're an asshole for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, why asshole. can't I do my stuff? like, well, you know, you wrestle, and I don't want to, you know, I don't know if he uh, knew you wrestle. I'm like, nope, you've set me See, up. See, I was going <laughs> to keep it. This dude has a nasty freaking triangle. triangle. He's got a nasty it's triangle. Go- it's good. It feels yeah. like you get, you get. You're like I was trying in a straight jacket. No, like, he's he's hard. He, and that's tough. He's got a couple things like that. But um, the triangle is the one. The triangle's the one. You can know it's coming, and, he and still he'll still you. get you with it. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I know the triangle's coming, and he was back last. He was back Friday night or something, and me and him had a battle, and uh, he had me in the triangle, and I was like, you know, fucking getting me in this triangle, and I got out, but like. My neck hurt for, yeah, teach for, me the, how to get for the next six hours. <laughs> Jay's got a really good triangle escape. Uh, really? Yeah. I got a couple good. <laughs> one will get you out every single time. Every time. I call it the Nate Ryan escape. <laughs> Nate Ryan. The old oil check. Oh. <laughs> they will let go. Okay. You will get oh, out of all yeah. triangles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there are, uh, I could like. It's all about posture. You know, yeah. I think. yeah. Posture. Like if you get if you get good posture and you can keep yourself out of danger, then there's a couple simple things you can do to kind of work your way back out of it. I had a hard time uh, getting out of that triangle. That's balance. a tough one. Or even or even posturing up with uh, yeah. Andy. Andy was a tough one to posture up with. Well, think about it like think about it like this. How long has he been working on that triangle? Right, long time. How long have you been working on defending it? Think about all the pent up aggression he has from being an English teacher. <laughs> that he's going to release on you. He will tell you crazy things about William Shakespeare. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a really smart guy. Yeah, no way. Really yeah. what, what Shakespeare is his thing. Uh, like, uh, Dude, I got a whole podcast about it. Like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Has Andy been on the podcast? He, I do a separate one, like non-jujitsu related, that we haven't released all the episodes. And so he sat in my... George just actually lives here. <laughs> I don't do him. I do him in my basement. Really? Do you really? Yeah, I don't come here. I mean, this is a long. I mean, it's not a long drive, but it's kind of a long drive for me. It's a nice drive. It, it is, is a nice drive. What, what town are we in? We are in Kingston, East Kingston. Kingston. We're oh, driving here, I, by the way, from the academy. I'm thinking the whole time, Elias is going, "Where the fuck are we going?" Yeah. I actually spent a lot of time in Kingston for those. Uh, I was out here when I was in sixth grade for eight weeks, eight or ten weeks, not sure. But my grandfather had a house in Kingston. Hmm. This is amazing. I do believe the DeLucas are taking over the world. Yeah. Where really is uh, where's Smitty's? Danville. Kingston. 
Kingston. Kingston. Oh, Smitty's Barn. Yeah, Smitty's, Smitty's Barn. Yeah, big. Yeah, uh, that's right big, here. Big shout out to Smitty's Barn. They've, uh, you know, welcomed me and my little sister in with open arms, and uh, you know, I went out. I went out there one night and uh, taught a little clinic practice, um, whatever you want to call it. What did you teach? I uh, taught throws. Taught yeah. all uh, inside trip to throws. Nice. nice. Yep. I uh, for for a jujitsu seminar, I want to teach every position on how to get someone's back. <laughs> not 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 you know how to, or end up in side guard or get their back. I feel like that's the most important thing for takedowns in jiu-jitsu it's not take them down and end up in their guard because right. i don't want to end up in someone's guard that's a whole nother it, yeah. that's a whole nother puzzle it's a big puzzle so the hardest you, thing in jiu-jitsu to do is pass the guard so if you can take someone down and avoid that shit avoid that shit and it's what twice the points yeah like if you can well if you take someone down to their guard what how many points so two points but then if you you have to if if you take him down straight to side mount, it's still only two points because there was never a guard. What if it was straight to the legs then? Right. So you could take someone down, and like they would have like a shitty guard for like one second, and then you passed it, you get another three. Hmm. Like it's a. Uh, I mean, and you try not to think of it on that level, like training every night. But when you start to go to tournaments, you have to because the highest level guys. It's a. It's all on. Like we're all victims to the rules, right? right. The rules yeah. oh, define, sure. like that overtime fucking lateral that you got. When was that? That was the uh, <laughs> the guy. So he. Let me think. It was like eight to four or something like oh, that. Oh, and oh, you Ohio, ended up winning like Ohio State match. sixteen to eight or something. Or Ohio 12 State to, match. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think I won twelve to six. Twelve to six, that was oh, it. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't over. It was still in uh, the regulation, but uh, it's a lot of got, points. He, that dude got really tired. Mm. He got really tired, and uh, he didn't want to wrestle me anymore. No, now I fucking got you. Now I got you. I, you know what? After I let him off his back, and uh, I think I was still down by a point, and they're like. He had already had a stalling call, and he's running all over the place. They were either going to call him for stalling, it was going to go to overtime, and I was going to whip his ass in overtime. I was going to toss him again, and I decided, I was like, all right, toss, see you, bud. <laughs> have a good flight. I'd have rather a, have a good flight I'd, home from I'd back rather, to Ohio. I'd rather throw I'd you than know you. Throw you than know you, bud. <laughs> you, uh, you're good at making. Pe- I mean, you exhausted me. <laughs> I was exhausted wrestling. You. <laughs> Fucking exhausted. Uh, I also looked over at one point after you got triangled, and you looked like you had exhausted Andy. <laughs> like I thought he was. I didn't know what was. I didn't know what was wrong with Andy. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> I looked over. Oh, I, I was wrestling with with Johnny De La Hiva, and like I could see Andy over there. He's like, he was having some issues. He was, but. I didn't want to show it, but I was just as tired, man. He, <laughs> right, he right. gave me a go. Yeah. That no. dude gave me a go. They're hard. I was like, fuck. I don't I think he knew. Like, I, He may not have known what, well, he, what he was getting into. Well, if he listens to the podcast, you, he'll know. You're going to know gave, now. Yeah. He's going to uh, know that he gave me a go. Yeah, he's <laughs> right? tough. I was, no. I, was, I was just as tired, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no easy, easy round with Andy. So are sure. you going to... Uh, Start training jujitsu or oh yeah, for sure. I like, want to get some, I, dude. I need I need to start upping my belts. 
Right? Can't be coming in right? as a white belt every time. <laughs> well, it's also like, I mean, shit, man. The first couple times you compete, it's going to be completely unfair. Because you here you are like, oh, yeah. you know, one of the top wrestlers in the country. It's gonna and be you're awesome, going to enter a white belt jujitsu tournament. <laughs> you're going to feel... Like you're wrestling with retarded people. So how do I? What do I gotta do to get my blue belt? That's All right. my question. I can write. <laughs> that, I can write it down for you. Okay. I can literally write it down for okay. you tonight. It's a, just a, a like. There's certain bases you have to have covered so that they know that you foundationally have. Um, it goes blue, purple, brown. Blue, purple, brown. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, mostly for you, it's gonna be working the guard. Yeah, you. you yeah, you're gonna naturally be able to pass guard. It's like I, I almost like I would spend most of my time developing a guard because yeah. if you get a guard, that's it's over. That's funny that you say that is because I feel like I'm better in the guard than passing guard. Yeah. I don't know. That's I, good. Uh, Uncle though. Jimmy taught me how to uh, right. how to sweep. And then yeah. yep. it's a big like we were doing butterfly guard sweeps today. And I was like, dude, it's a good sweep. <laughs> like a really good like. Flip my hips right over. Yeah, and it's like people try to stand up on me, and I'll just go freaking ankle grab you. Ankle yeah, that's the you. thing is people can't pass standing up on you. Oh, no. Like, you won't be like Daily Heva or anything like that. You'll just sit up and be like, thanks for Hitting that. Hitting singles, right? Hitting, yeah. But you're not done wrestling. No. Like, nope. you're going to make a go here. Yeah. Um, you know, I got a couple options out there on the table. It's uh, so... You know, in um, I got an option in California. There's, where is that in California? Like my geography is fucked up. Los so. Gatos, right? San Jose. Wow. Yeah. Central so, California. I got a job coach. Right? Or got an option. Is that San Jose? Is that Let's near say. San Francisco? Yep. I'm gonna be there later this month. I lied. I'm gonna be in California later no this month. Fucking. Sorry. Way. I just. When are you that. gonna be there? Uh, I'll tell you when I um, like late. September. September what? Like it literally could be like right about my birthday. My birthday is September 29th. So I'm serious. I think I will be in California on your birthday. Well, that's and we're hanging out. Bad news. We're hanging, we're hanging out and we're rolling around. <laughs> that totally is into that's it. Guaranteed. <laughs> that's guaranteed. Guaranteed. Three yeah. o'clock in the morning. You'll be wrestling in the grass somewhere. No doubt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Santana oh, yeah. Row. Have you been down there? I have not. I know nothing about San Jose. I'm going to be in... Boy, this is funny because this is recorded now. Uh, I'm going to be in San Francisco for work at this conference. And um, All right. Let me know where you're at. I'll come pick you up. Right. We'll just <laughs> leave it at that. We'll like, leave it uh, at that. No specifics need to be... None. Uh, you were just, you've been but, in California for a while coaching, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually uh, coached at... Uh, Gilroy High School for the past few years with my good buddy and legendary coach, Greg Varela, one of the best wrestling coaches in America, actually. Seriously, um, how do you I, I I don't I don't want to interrupt you right now, but like how do you find your way into these circles? Like fucking know every high level wrestler there is and you go and train with these guys. I have no idea, to be honest with you. That's uh you know, yeah, it's a mystery to me as well. But uh, <laughs> it's like, I'm just that good. But back on back on Greg Varello, let's want to talk about this guy for a second. Um, sure, awesome guy. Okay, one of the best human beings I've ever met. Okay, um, very selfless, loves the sport. He's a 
genius at wrestling. He is a wrestling mind. Okay. Granted, he never wrestled in college. He wrestled in high school. He was decent. But he's coached NCAA champions and NCAA All-Americans. And he brought this little town of Gilroy, California, which is the garlic capital of the United States. Nice. I like that stuff. Yeah. Garlic's awesome. Um, He brought them. They were ranked 10th in the country last year. Okay. So uh, you were involved in that program, right? Yeah, I'd go out there every summer and uh, for the past three years, and I'd uh, I'd coach right beside him, and he's actually been a huge um, asset to me as a, um, a mentor and someone to look up to as a coach. And he, really, he's t- he's taught me how to coach wrestling. I'll I'll give credit to that guy as being the guy that's taught me how to coach wrestling and how to communicate with kids and you know get your point across. Um, really with anybody. You're a good um, teacher, man. Like you taught yeah. you teach yeah. really well. Yeah. Dude, you've changed my stand up game in, in like <laughs> the last whatever it is, two and a half well, weeks. You don't you don't thank me. Thank Greg yeah, Vare- hey. th- thank Greg Varelli. Yeah, that's uh Greg Varelli. Shout Greg, out Greg, Thank you. Big shout out to Greg Varelli. Yeah, that's that's my guy. He uh Greg, we're coming to see you next. No doubt. No doubt. That would be awesome. Yeah, right? Yeah. We'll bring the show to you, brother. Yeah. So he's not there anymore, right? He's No, he's actually... Uh, so Daniel Cormier uh, took over Gilroy High School. Granted, uh, Greg Varela brought them to uh, being, Top ra- 10 being school. ranked 10th in the country. Awesome. So he did all the legwork. Yeah, he did the legwork. You and, and the- him did the legwork. I did maybe five percent of the leg work. Right. If that ninety five percent of it goes ninety nine percent of it goes to Greg Varela. But zero percent goes to Daniel Cormier. Uh I wouldn't say that. He's in there now and he's putting in some leg work as well. I, I mean I'm sure he's gonna do great, but he oh, inherited but he, a great program. He inherited a great program and he's gonna do awesome. Um I think yeah. he'll I think he'll do very well with that group of kids. They got some really, really talented kids, really talented kids coming up. Gilroy wrestling is always gonna be on the rise. Um, you know, they got Daniel Cormier, Kyle Crutchmer, Deron Wynn coaching there, Sean Bunch, all very high level wrestlers. Good. Daniel Cormier also has some good wrestling pedigree. I'm not I'm not like yeah. just you know, yeah. talking him down, so. but yeah, Jay, you pretty much just called him out, man. That's <laughs> we're going to wrestle. Yeah. We're going to wrestle. It's going to be a wrestling match. Greg Varell is now at Los Gatos High School. Um, oh. Yeah, and they, there was actually a big uh, national story on Los Gatos about all these. Uh, yeah, it was, it was actually pretty crazy. It was about how uh, these wealthy people went in there and bought their coach and that's not the fact at all. What, what do you mean, mean bought the coach? Yeah. Well, like, like, well, you see, convince him to take the job. Take type the job. Yeah, they they gave him a better opportunity. This guy, he was coaching at Gilroy, putting in countless hours for free, right? For free. So these people that um, you know, they they saw his value and they gave him and his family a better opportunity. And seems fair to me. Yeah, it seems fair. Oh, for sure. No doubt. It's any man in his right mind. It was a joke. You know, the whole the whole story they tried to they tried to spin it like, you know, the coach that was previously at Los Gatos lost his job and um 
Oh, I don't eat right into the, the mic. I don't the even know where you're Riddler talking came about. back with snacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? The Riddler don't play wow. games. Uh, no way. It comes to you know what's funny. Look at this. You yeah. know what's funny about uh, what you're talking about is the uh, and it's this is kind of loosely related to kind of the whole Me Too movement where it doesn't even have to be true if you're accused of something. You're automatically guilty and like everybody chastises you for it. It's out on social media and it's like, you know, people go crazy and you know what I mean? It hits the newsreels and now you're, no matter what happens, you're going to be guilty. So someone says, oh, you took money to come here and. So what was the story? Was the story like they ran the other guy out of town? Pretty and paid much. this guy money to come in? Pretty much. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's, I mean. Was this all pretty recent? Yeah. It was like national national news, like big. But Yahoo all this guy really whatever. did was take a job, take a job right. for to better himself, to better his family, and we have a very big vision out of uh, Los Gatos and the Bay Area Dragons Wrestling Club, which I've been. That's um, a good name. The <laughs> Bay Area Dragons, yeah. B A D, Bad Wrestling Club. That's like sick. are those tougher guys than the Jets? Oh. Sorry. What do you mean the Jets? I was a West Side Story reference. Sorry. Okay. The Jets. Yeah. You know what? Never mind. Benny and the Jets. Oh, well, Benny and the Jets. Okay. Um, Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> that's probably not a hope. It's a place for us. But yeah, so that's uh That's uh that's one of my options is to go back there and uh coach with my buddy Greg and you know, build that program out of, uh, you know, Los Gatos, California, and then uh, also be an RTC regional training center. RTC is regional training center athlete mm-hmm. at uh, Stanford University and work with those guys as well. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, How'd you meet Greg? I met Greg through my buddy, James Pyle. Yeah. Yep. Well, actually, I met, I met Greg before then. Um, I wrestled his one of his state champions. And uh, the a national tournament in the finals one year, and yeah, that's how I met Greg. Greg's awesome. <laughs> what? Uh, so what? Else, what are your other options, man? Because you're training, you want to compete still. Want to want to compete still? Uh, another option I have is to go and uh, coach out of Bergen Catholic, which is the number one wrestling program in the country right now, and uh, train out of um, the. New Jersey Regional Training Center, which is Rutgers and Princeton's training center. So that's another option, yeah. Like what when you say regional training center, like what does that mean? Like Um like it's people that want like not high school, no college. College people after college. After college, yeah. That are regional. training for the Olympics. Yes, sir. Because you want to go to the Olympics. That's right. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. What uh what does Bosper say? Yeah, so let's say uh take a Are we gonna have a take three? We're gonna have a take three. We're gonna pause, we're gonna feed the masses. Let's do it. Yes. I'm starving. We'll see you guys in a second. All right. Then we'll retell all the jokes again. <laughs> we are in. Back again after a lovely little meal. Oh, that was delicious. Shout out to the Riddler. Riddler. Yeah, man, you just made it happen. He said he said he had chicken and vegetables, <laughs> and he came back. 
I don't, it was awesome. Yeah. It was Plates cheese, of food, meat, meat and cheese plates, sausages, tortellini, like tortellini. olives. Just what I want. Just what I wanted. It was right. It was perfect. It was perfect. It's like the primary DeLuca diet right there. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> oh, it is. You got tortellini and, <laughs> and what do you yeah. call that? Pimenta. What is the what is the meat? What is the what is the thing with the stuff? It's called it? sausage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, They're delicious. Uh, you made them? You, pimento? I don't know. It's really putting an olive. I'm dude. Irish. They put that in an olive. We eat potatoes. We do eat potatoes. That's Ten our. Ten pounds a day. Irish too. I am po- Irish. Ten pounds of potatoes a day will keep the doctor away. <laughs> right. Until the sex till the blight. goodness in the potato. Until <laughs> the blight comes. Right. And then the troubles. <laughs> uh, what did I. I saw some. Crazy! Ah, I'm not even going to get into it. I saw some crazy TV show the other day that was uh, took place in the old sod. The old sod. Here's what I want to know about: You've come to New Hampshire, and now you've learned the way of the mushroom. Oh, oh! Let's like, talk about this. How did this the, How did you end up at Pawtuckaway State Park picking mushrooms? Okay, that's a you know that's an awesome story. And it segues from dinner. Okay, yeah. So, one day, my buddy Zach... <laughs> not long ago. <laughs> not long ago. So, yeah, it's a week ago, a couple weeks ago now. Um, my buddy Zach Britson, who I actually met down here uh, probably five or six years ago um, at Smitty's Barn. I came down here and I, you know, stayed with Uncle Jimmy. He took me to Smitty's Barn to train and I met my good friend, um, Zach Britson. And Zach Britson loves rock climbing, okay? This guy a lot of loves it. He loves bouldering in Pawtuckaway. And he's nasty at it, okay? Good wrestler. Uh, four-time New Hampshire state champion out of uh, Timberlane. Yeah. Um, two good t- wrestling program. Two-time New England uh, two-time New England state champ, senior national champ, stud. And uh, he said, you know, he, he said... Uh, Gives, gives me a call and says, hey, come meet me in Pawtuckaway State Park. Never been to Pawtuckaway before. Okay, so I meet him in Pawtuckaway Park. Um, and we're bouldering for a little bit. I'm kind of getting into it. I actually, I enjoy rock climbing a lot. It's 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 a pretty fun sport. It's, it's a good workout, too. Yeah, Great for sure. grips. So it's, you know, it's somewhat like wrestling and jujitsu. It really is. It's, totally uh, is. It's, it's steps. You know, you can't, you can't skip steps and... Sometimes you can make up your own steps, um, depending on you know your body type. But you takes can. your whole body too. Oh yeah, for sure. Working in unison, kind of. Yeah. So we're we're uh, rock climbing, and then uh, on our hike back from rock climbing, he picks up this mushroom and says it's a lobster mushroom, and he opens it and it smells like lobster. Really? And I'm like, huh. yeah. I'm like, can, you can eat this? He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, let's eat it. He's like, okay. So then after that, and he's uh, he's real good at, like, identifying the mushrooms. He's been doing it for a while. He shows me a few old man of the woods, chanterelles, um, you know, black trumpets. All these mushrooms grow wild in Pawtuckaway. So after that, I, I'm a, I love mushrooms. So I'm like. Fuck yeah. Let's go <laughs> picking some mushrooms. Right. So a few days later I go back and I pick like five pounds of chanterelle mushrooms. 
Oh my god. Oh, and they were so good. Um, you know, Did you like saute them. Yeah, saute them in some butter, salt, pepper, and they were just their flavor. It's they taste kind of like an apricot. They're kind of sweet. Oh. Yeah, they're they're one of the most delicious mushrooms. That sounds pretty good. Oh, for sure. I so, could see this going in the Deluca household. Yeah. Can you see that happen in that kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. Uncle, Uncle Jimmy loved them. We put, <laughs> we put them on. He made a nice ribeye steak, threw them on top, and uh, yeah. I saw pictures of that. That looked amazing. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. It was it was one of the best meals I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, that they looked like that kind of a meal. Yeah, it was. It was. So yeah. Um, I mean, if you live in New Hampshire and you don't pick mushrooms. I don't think a lot of people do. Shame, Here's the amazing thing. Shame on you. Right? Eliezer, disgusted with myself. How much did you know about all these mushrooms like two weeks ago? Not much. Zero. Not much. And no. he picked it up. He's like, this is the greatest thing you can do. And we live here and we're like, yeah, I, I don't know anything about that. He, here's the deal. Every, everyone has the same fear and that's eating a bad mushroom. Right. Okay. That is mine. But once you know what chanterelle mushrooms look like. Or old man of the woods, or black trumpets, or you know chicken of the woods, or these other. Is that mu- different from chicken of the sea? Oh, yeah. Chicken lobsters, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. chicken or, or riddler. Or, like I'm like nobody calls them that. <laughs> Never. <laughs> once once you know what these mushrooms, edible mushrooms, look like, there's nothing that looks like them, and it's as simple as going online and. Doing a little bit of research, studying these mushrooms, and is that more food? Oh, what do you got there? Chocolate? No fucking way. <laughs> 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 the hits just keep on coming from the yep, Riddler. Right, the Riddler's a he's a mystery man. Now Oregon, so, Oregon is a place of mushrooms, mus- mushroom capital of the world. I must say. So now you you would when you go back to visit home because it doesn't look like you're oh, hun- going to settle back in Oregon anytime soon. I've hunted mushrooms in Oregon before. They have morel mushrooms. And that's the those are the shit. Oh my god, they're those are my favorite. Those and chanterelles. They they also have a lot of chanterelles, but for Italians, morel mushrooms are a big oh, deal. The morel mushrooms are delicious. They're sorry, so Riddler. I uh, finished that food. That <laughs> food. In a time long ago, I used to <laughs> like to partake of, I believe, uh, psilocybin cubenzi. Really? And amanita muscaria. No way. I think that was the names. Amongst others, George. I could, yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I think those were the ones. <laughs> Oregon actually has the most. Uh, <laughs> but everybody would say they're from Oregon. Like, ah, oh, yeah, from Oregon. I was like living on the West Coast. So like, ah, oh, from Oregon, dude. You can just go pick them. Cow shit. Growing the cow shit. Or- Oregon actually has the most. It's the home of the most potent psilocybin mushroom. I see and psilocybin it's, it's, is a new word for me. It's it's found right in the um of course it does. I believe in the Columbia Gorge. PS. One of the side effects of this mushrooms is guess what? Diarrhea. Paralysis. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Paralysis, and it looks just like the chanterelle <laughs> mushroom of New Hampshire. Right. No, no, no. It's like the uh, what do they call it? What was it? Uh, into the wild. Mm, I'm the, te- the, the potato, potato root, root. Or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm, wild potato root. I'm no. telling you guys, you have to go pick these chanterelle mushrooms. I'm thinking, into it. I think. I think in honor of you, we have to do. Yeah, it. please. Let's do a, let's do a field trip. 
We'll do a little field trip. I, and if we never come back, I'm going to tell you where to get them. Just know that I blame you. You want to you know where to get them? Uh, well, Tuck yeah. Tuckaway State Park. So, you know where... You, oh, shit. Yeah, don't, don't, do, don't do that. Don't You can't give away the good secrets. Fuck, I'll tell you guys later. Right. But yeah, yeah. mushrooms Keep are a secret. The down low. They are a secret. And they are amazing. Uh... The, like Luis has got a he he's into picking mushrooms I think or Doug right I think they call it um there, there's a uh, fungivore no what's the verb for they don't say picking mushrooms they call them forage they gather forage foraging. They foraging. Foraging. someone asked word. me I was like I'm like picking all I'm like yeah. in a nice little cluster oh, of them it's like, like you got to walk around with an apron and be like so, this so I collect like, them in my apron are you foraging mushrooms I'm like no I'm not fucking foraging I'm picking this I'm picking shit out of these things the I'm gonna eat them mushrooms dude I'm gonna eat them mushroom hunter Riddler what do you know about mushrooms. Riddler, uh, what Riddler about knows something about. Yeah, I know you like to. I know you like to cook. What you like to? Have you ever cooked chanterelles? Oh, you mean those kind of mushrooms? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever cooked chanterelles? Absolutely, man. Yeah. Are they delicious? Absolutely delicious. Yeah. My favorite is when actually is, uh, you're gonna it's gonna you're gonna suck. I, I like them when they're all when they're beautiful and dried in a bag and you rehydrate them and you cook them. Then they're oh, really? They're really good like good. that, huh? Yeah. yeah, I heard that the yeah, chanterelles are hard to to um, dry out. Oh, I don't know about chanterelles. I'm oh. not saying that. I'm saying my favorite wild mushrooms are dry. I like uh, sautéed mushrooms with garlic and onions, butter, salt, pepper, mm-hmm. and you slow roll that shit. No doubt. What's and the, then uh, you put it on everything. A little garlic on everything. Where was the garlic capital of uh, yeah, Gilroy? Yeah. Gilroy, California. Yep. Daniel Cormier yeah. coaches uh, Gilroy High. That's a that's a good reason for us to go. I love garlic. Oh yeah, and Daniel Cormier. I do. Really? Yeah. Well, it's not, I mean, it's not really my thing, but Daniel um, Cormier or I, garlic? Well, yeah, I just wish he would cry less. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh come on! Hey, I mean, give the guy a break. Yeah. He was, hey, what's the guy? What was the guy's name? Who's the guy? Who's the guy that that uh, the stoned human? Oh, Terrence McKenna. He's, I believe he just died recently. Did he? No, I think, so. I think Dennis McKenna died. I think that was his father. <laughs> I, I, don't, I know. don't know. I think Where he did. Knows? Terrence McKenna? I've seen him on Joe Rogan's podcast like a few months ago. Um, did Riddler, he die? Riddler. Riddler, did he die? Is he dead? Oh, yeah, Terrence died in... 2000. 2000 yeah. Oh, he died in 2000. Okay, so his son is Dennis McKenna. Terrence McKenna had the... St- the stone ape theory, yeah, yeah, and that was that this early Australopithecine. Um, whoa, 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 whoa! Can you back up a little? Uh, what was that last word? Australopithecine. Yeah, what is that? Africanus. It's a uh, supposedly it's our, your ancestor, dude. Yeah, supposedly oh, it's your great uncle. Supposedly our earliest ancestor. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a ape-like thing that was bipedal. Um, walked on two legs and I know what bipedal. <laughs> <is>. <laughs> he knows, supposedly, supposedly, uh, God damn it! <laughs> so, supposedly, this creature ate some mushrooms and then gained consciousness that we know today. Ooh, like AI. Nah, you seen some the light. You seen the light, you know. But what? then we've lost it. We've like, lot. We had it and we lost it. There's apples. So technology, there's apples dude. involved here somewhere. Right? Yeah. According to the Christians of the world, oh yeah, they they think that the apple is the devil, right? When I find the, I think that's such bullshit because an apple's a little tasty, a little morsel. You want to yes. know? Uh, <laughs> they think the apple. You know why? Because think about the think about apple. What is missing? 
on the on the a bite a bite a bite of the apple a bite of the apple right it's the devil <laughs> damn it beelzebub i'll tell you what's the devil lucifer is red delicious apples that's oh. the devil it's so disgusting disgusting i like the granny smith granny smith Big fuji though. apple guy fuji apples are awesome macintosh are awesome yeah. a lot of apples in oregon no washington oh yeah washington oh yeah washington got a bunch of apples Dude, John Jones looks like he's ready to kill people. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Who's he with? Holy shit. I thought it was going to be like a picture where he wasn't looking like he was going to eat people's heads off. Yeah. I'm saying that it's... Dude, he's coming back. I feel like those traps, it's like some kind of... Holy fuck. He's coming back, man. Look at his fucking traps. Well, you suspend the guy. He's probably just eating juice nonstop. (laughs) Right. For breakfast. It's on the Atos diet. I think he's been eating a lot of fucking mushrooms, dude. Probably. A lot of, lot of Chantilly mushrooms. Look at those abs. They kind of look like mine, to be honest with you. I mean, that guy looks like the black version of me. Mexican mushrooms. <laughs> Pretty much. Holy fuck, yeah, he John looks Jones. like he's ready to fight. He might, be, he might be going heavyweight. Fuck that. He ain't going. I right? does not look like a light heavyweight to me. No. This is how he used to look. Isn't... Uh, yeah. Oh, and what? Then so he the, still looks ripped as fuck. <laughs> what are you? What are you saying, Riddler? That looks like uh, that's Terrell worst. Owens. Yeah. That's the worst look picture. That. Look at that. I mean, yeah, Come on. he's uh, thick with two C's. Yeah, that's him partying. That is. Yeah, isn't I don't know. I don't, that side by side. He's a little a target. Tough. What do you mean he's partying? Yeah, <laughs> he's <laughs> on party. Target Target, dude. <laughs> I I am uh, this this side by side is is a little interesting. Yeah, what's up with this head headpiece? What's that? I don't. Uh, it's a, we don't know. Okay, there's it's a lot of strange here. matrimonial dude. headmask. He's like a ninja. Looks like a black ninja. Isn't Daniel Cormier supposed to fight Brock Lesnar? Yep. Who do you think wins that? Dude, that's kind of an interesting. Ah, uh, it's just such a wild card with Brock Lesnar. Right. Hulk smash. He is a Hulk <laughs> smash. Literally, that's his like thing. It's like grab and bonk it on the head. Yeah. That is his strategy. Grab and bonk on How the head. How does he pass the testing? He don't. It only uh, matters they sometimes. All, it doesn't really. Like, how does Christine Cyborg pass the testing? How does it's, it's any of the Brazilian fighters that only fight in Brazil... Pass the testing. I'm not actually curious. I'm just causing trouble right now. I've been told it's more like an IQ test and not necessarily a drug then test. Then Brock Lesnar well, you, would never you, make it. It's USADA now. USADA. USADA. Test, USADA right? yeah. So USADA can test them whenever. Right. So right. there's probably less juicing going on now that USADA is in control because they can come knock at your door whenever. But I think before it was... Uh, a little bit easier to get away with it. And then that whole TRT, testosterone replacement therapy. I mean, you looked at Vitor Belfort, you know, before and after. I mean, it's... It's a huge difference. And now they're on to all the accessory things. You know what I mean? They catch you for the accessory things that come along with... The masking agent. So the report on... Not only the mask, but accessory drugs that are legal... So they get tipped off if they find certain things in your in your in your blood that are accessories that people estrogen if you're a dude. The report on Jones is sure. that he only got tested once in the last year. And that's what's going around on well, why the would podcast. You, why would you test it? Really? 
because yeah, he's, he's a UFC fighter. But he's banned since from the when? UFC, right? Right. But he's, in order to get no, back, he's, he's going to be. He'll be back. He'll right. be like back. when did? When was the last time John Jones fought in the UFC? No, I think he's. I think the last point year. is that he's getting ready to fight, and so you would think that they wouldn't wait until the fight to test what's, him. You what's know? The, What's the date of that fight? Yeah, I don't think there's been Brock Lesnar, which is my point. Yeah, he is not a UFC employee. He is not like there's no reason to test him. Right, but they got to give him a period so of time. You when can't do you fight test, until you've been tested when, for a like, period of time. They tested Brock, right? I mean, he's before his fight. They don't they don't test on the day of. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Shady, I don't know. A month. Like I'm just saying, John Jones. So like, you so don't even have something could, on the calendar. You could just juice. All year and then just stop. No, you got to be no, in the no, program. No, 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 it doesn't work like that because if you just stop a month before, it doesn't. Your your blood doesn't. Get yeah, clear. you're you're in the USADA. I think if I don't you're, know UFC, this, if yeah. you're in a U, if you're a UFC fighter, I believe you're in the USADA testing pool, and they can actually test that's, you at any any thought. any given time. They can come to your door right. and test you. But John Jones is not a UFC fighter. No, no. like Devin. Is a UFC fighter like they could like he just fought and he'll fight again and like so you know you're bracketing this thing. Oh, so he's probably juicing right now all the time. I I mean, if that's the way he wants to go, you mean John? Like, think about it. Like, why not Devin? Sorry, like John Jones hasn't (laughs) fought. Sorry, Devin. (laughs) Sorry, buddy. Devin is clearly full of steroids. (laughs) If you've ever seen a picture of the kid, you can see that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I was actually there for like right in front of him, like. For his last drug test, you were helping really? pee in the cup. I did was you, hold, holding it. Did you hear about the the drug test that John Jones uh, took, where he he actually hid underneath <laughs> the cage, and he like he was the you saw yeah. you saw the guys like I'm not leaving, and John Jones actually pissed himself. Yeah, he just hung out underneath the uh, underneath the cage, and like he had to pee, so he pissed himself. Uh, so the Usada guy was like trying to like catch it. He was trying to gather up the piss that John oh, Jones. Oh, <laughs> Imagine being that guy. Yeah. That's a shitty job. Yeah. That's a well. He's like, I got him. A pissy <laughs> job. A pissy job. Yeah. How about like didn't Vanderlay like the guy chased Vanderlay out of the gym so or something? Th- yeah. This like, is a perfect ran. example Scumbag, right? of a guy that will only fight in Brazil. Vanderlay. Yeah. Oh, is he not the ugliest human you've ever seen in your entire life? I wouldn't call him that to his face, but it seems as if he's, he's not handsome. He's not probably handsome. not, but. <laughs> He's but, not. He's not the ugliest man out there. I mean, Valige yeah. is. I don't know. I feel I, like he I, might actually Valige. I'm going to go ahead right now and issue a formal apology, and say that you are not an ugly man, and that you don't have to seek me out in any way to beat me up for calling you not attractive. Sometimes you can't take stuff back, Jay. It's true. <laughs> That's true. Oh, Sometimes you just got to own it. You, you got to man up. Jay, you're calling out Look, a lot of people tonight. What you, it's who have I been calling out? Daniel oh, Cormier? You, you oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did. So but you're actually going to meet Cormier, I'm uh, sure, at Valide. some point, too. What do you, what do you think about uh, Colby Covington? We talked about this a little bit at one point. Yeah, you know, he's from the 541, baby. He's a cr- You know crazy. that's where I'm from. Yeah. 541. 541. 541. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're all like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Was it the 603? So, he's, so what do you think about him? He's a crazy son of a bitch. No, he's he? crazy son of a bitch. I mean, uh, I can't say. Do you know I, him? Yeah. Him? yeah. I mean, I met, him, I met him when I was very young. I haven't met him recently. I've watched him wrestle um, throughout his college career. Oh, this is a great story. Actually, uh, you should tell the story. What, which one? The it wasn't um was it uh was it him and Cody like sparring or something like that? 
this one. Are you about Coley oh no, I'm talking about the Joe Warren story. Ah yes, the oh. Joe Warren oh, story. Okay. Yeah, it was uh so I actually got the chance to meet Cody Garbrandt in New York City. He told me a pretty funny story about Joe Warren. Um I guess Joe Warren came down to Alpha Male and <laughs> they were out one night and they were, you know, hanging out, having drinks and I if you know if if you've ever heard anything about Joe Warren, I mean guy's fucking nuts okay <laughs> <laughs> everyone in the wrestling community knows that i've heard he's nuts yeah nuts so uh he's out with drink uh you know drinks with team alpha male cody garbrandt's there and he's telling Co- cody garbrandt you know i'll whoop your ass garbrandt let's, <laughs> let's go garbrandt and cody's like oh dude like this guy's this guy's crazy he starts poking cody like poking him in the chest cody's like I'm about to start fucking swinging on Joe Warren right here, right here while, while we're out, you know, hanging out, having drinks. So I guess it escalated a little bit and it got to the point where it's like, okay, we're sparring in the morning. So Cody Garbrandt wakes up and he's just completely out of it and his roommate is driving him and uh, driving him to go go to the gym and spar with joe warren <laughs> go rounds with him and Co- cody garbrandt just has terrible hangover and he's like fuck i gotta go fight this guy <laughs> right he get he no get, mood he, for it his his buddy's hyping him up on the way like th- this isn't like one of his buddies that like fights this is like one of his buddies that like high school buddies the hype man. <laughs> yeah, yeah the hype man you gotta, like, you gotta no, do this you're ready bro like yeah yeah this is <laughs> You ain't gonna whoop his ass. Like, this is your on, you time, this, bro. This is you and Cody <laughs> right. Garbrandt's like, fuck. Like, I, gotta I don't go know what to tell you, dude. I, gotta, I feel like throwing up. I get up. paid for I, this fight. I gotta go fight crazy Joe Warren. Yeah. For free. And uh, For free. Yeah. For, and he gets to the gym. Joe Warren is already there in full gear, <laughs> screaming, where you at, Garbrandt? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Cody looks at his coat, his Joe's coach, he's like, can, can I at least warm up? He's like, yeah, yeah, man, go go ahead. So I hit like, a quick bucket. So Cody warms up, and they, I guess they start sparring, and you know, Cody's going easy at first, and kind of, you know, kind of feeling Joe out, and Joe being crazy, fucking Joe Warren, going hard, <laughs> goes balls to the wall right in the beginning. Cody gets pissed off and kicks him in the fucking head and knocks him out. <laughs> and Cody's like, "All right, I knocked we're you done. out. Like we're done." And uh, Joe Warren gets up and he's like, uh, "Yeah, what, what, what was that? Did you hit me with a hook? Did you hit me with a hook?" And <laughs> Joe's coach is like, kind of embarrassed and like, "No, Joey, fucking, he had kicked you in the fucking head." Like, <laughs> <laughs> but being crazy, Joe Warren, he's like, uh, "Oh, all right." Uh, let's finish the rounds and i guess <laughs> i guess, got knocked out. I guess after getting knocked out he went uh, went uh, went along and fought. i'm kind of taking Joe's on this one, yeah man. i guess he for no i guess i guess garbrandt whooped his ass for the next yeah. you know you know 20 minutes and for a half a lot yeah joe warren. <laughs> he's just beating the piss out of joe warren but joe warren is a freaking i mean can you imagine getting knocked animal. out animal. and then being like animal <laughs> he's an animal they're both animals this is like the version of like getting choked out and come back like all right let's keep training i hope joe warren except you got knocked the fuck out. 
Except you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> That's dude, crazy. Uh, Cesar, who our buddy Sounds from like a Mexico, tough guy. he was calling me Joe Warren all week. Joe Warren. Joe Warren. Was he really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He said, you, anybody ever say you look like Joe Warren? I was like, you, yeah. You look like too. Chael Sonnen. <laughs> you, you Chael look Sonnen like and Joe child. Warren had a I love baby. baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and here I am. Yep. There you go. Joe Warren and Chael I mean, Sonnen. I could have had worse parents than Chael and Joe Warren. Crazy <laughs> Joe Warren. Uh, they, they, Chael Sonnen and Joe Warren went away together on a retreat to get in touch with their feelings yeah. in the mountains, in the Appalachians, in a log Up cabin. In Machu Picchu. Is that yeah. where you were born? Machu Picchu. Was, he was, was top of the Hampshire. I feel like we should spread the Machu Picchu thing. Yeah, that. Like, I was born on a Mayan altar. Right. Well, like, you got. You guys know what the key to success is, right? Uh, I'm going to tell you something, Kay. You can't... I probably shouldn't be saying this on the podcast, but it's a pineapple a day. Oh. A pineapple? Ask ask my Uncle Jimmy. (laughs) My my Uncle Jimmy (laughs) eats a pineapple a day. That's a lot of pineapple. I wonder if maybe he may have put one over on you, young man. I'm not sure. My Uncle Jimmy? (laughs) Yeah, on you. Have you seen him eat a pineapple every day? He eats a pineapple every... Next time you see my Uncle Jimmy, ask him about eating a pineapple. He eats it every morning, wakes up, peels his pineapple, eats the whole thing. It's like 200 grams of sugar right there. He says it's the key to success. I believe he's had an eight-pack for, he's had yeah. an eight pack for he 60 said he's, years. He said he's eaten a pineapple a day since he was 18 years old. <laughs> you a know what? pineapple a day. I, I told That's him a like, lot of pineapples. I know. I know. I love pineapple. Dude. This is the I kind of too. guy that- I love like, it. I fucking love it. If- if Coach told me I'm he with did, him on it, I'll eat a pile of there. He's the kind of guy who'd be like, yeah, I've been doing the GoMad diet for the last 40 years, and it works. What's the GoMad no. diet? It's a oh. pineapple a day diet. Oh. <laughs> no, GoMad hey, diet. GoMad diet's crazy. Nobody would ever do that. You go mad? No, it's a gallon of milk a day. Really? Oh, God. Yeah. Do you that know that? I would horrible. be. I would just be, uh, let's just say, watery. <laughs> for the rest of my life Watery huh You, you have a watery. bad Oh yeah Like I can't All the things we talked about Me eating I can't If I eat those things Jay I'm has a, a very sensitive uh, I don't drink any milk Digestive no, system either. I have a very Like if I drink milk I'll be I'll Watery go, I'll go water Ooh <laughs> For a while I don't buy milk But I'm not drinking a gallon <laughs> You go water day. out your arse We should uh, <laughs> We should have a contest we, You and I should sit down With a gallon of milk And the guy that finishes first wins Gets a free gallon of milk. I will buy. I will buy the two the two gallons for you guys. We could oh, be on the on the, the podcast. What's Gary's podcast name now? News of this, our demise. You could be on there as guest the news stunt of guys. Our news of, of our demise. I think I could beat you in that. Uh, drinking a gallon of milk? Yeah, I could drink a gallon. I of bet milk. you could. The money's yeah. on you. I was yeah. going to say let, let's let's promote this. Let's. I not think I would throw up. <laughs> I think so too. I think so too. I you know, you know I, I grew up drinking uh, goat's milk. Goat's milk is goat's different. Milk. It's disgusting. You ever drink? Bre- <laughs> you ever drink breast milk? <laughs> as a young, as a All young right. child, I do. I did. I, I did. Yeah. Like from <laughs> real goats. Who milked the goats? Who milked the goats? Wait, me, I th- I could have sworn you just brought a breast milk. Me and Davina. Yeah. I've drank it. Uh, I'm pretty sure we all probably have. Well, I mean, unless not our mothers were as heartless. an adult. I'm not gonna say it. You heartless people. <laughs> <laughs> so you, they were from your no, like, you don't have family to. goat. Oh yeah, but family that's goats? how you uh, end up being a serial killer. If your mother didn't breastfeed you and really? you just grew up on fit, on formula, you like that's that's why people 
hang out in clock towers. It's kind of a broad brush, right? I don't know. So I feel you, like your mother didn't love you enough to breastfeed all you. All formula people? Your mother didn't love you enough to breastfeed you. Well, you're not talking about me. One, not a serial killer. <laughs> and two, yes. didn't grow up on wait, formula. Wait, wait, wait. But I just feel like <laughs> all of the people in the whole world on formula, all serial killers. That's pretty bad, man. Yeah, there's, there's well, there are them. a lot of serial yeah. killers. Yeah. yeah. Shit's gone mad. Gone mad. Now we know the reason. Have, have you all guys, they needed to do is have a little booby. Have you guys watched uh, You guys Netflix guys? Uh, yeah. A little bit. Have you guys watched Mindhunter? No. No. Ooh, that's a good one. What's it about? It's about serial killers. It's about how serial killers got classified as serial killers. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great Netflix uh, series. Sounds like what my wife would love. Yeah, it's actually the guy. Uh, super interesting. It's this guy. He, uh, I, I believe, he was a profiler. He went in and uh, talked to serial killers and got into their minds and figured out how to profile what a serial killer was tough job yeah he would he would talk to the yeah the crazy people crazy fucking serial killers they'd be yeah oh here here we got it right here mine hunter yep this is it there's manson it's a great so yeah, this is like manson. a like a documentary no it's an actual show yeah yeah it talks about how they you know profile them how they caught them how uh yeah it's funny that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, uh, what did uh, Goldfinger say? Sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. Mm. It's like the real stuff. That comes from <laughs> I uh, thought he said, "I hate the Dutch." No, well, no, I'm talking about the band. <laughs> um, little, they had an album. They had an album called "Stranger Than Fiction." Smoking a pancake. Goldfinger, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a saying before that, but I don't know who said it before that. So, Riddler, if you could just go back to the grill and make more food. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I get really freaked out by the shit that is true. You know what I mean? Like, I'm almost never scared watching. Like, I don't get the chills watching movies that are not true. It's like the nonfiction stuff like you're talking about. Like, this is shit that actually went down. It's... With the things that people will do, yeah. What's what's the one called about the Unabomber? Oh yeah, Ted Kaczynski was his name. I don't, yeah. Ted Kaczynski. There's a Netflix uh, show about the Unabomber. Um, Riddler. Do you know what you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a good one. That's a, that's another good one. You know, you know, genius. You know, there, Ted Kaczynski. He was a genius. Yeah. He was a you genius. Know, you know, you know, he went to Harvard when he was. 16 years old yeah. his uh he had he had a pretty uh manhunt yep manhunt was it ah. was pretty awesome he had a pretty crazy upbringing and uh he actually was uh, a test subject to uh Har- harvard test psychological test um the psychology professor um he was doing this this psychology test on uh students at harvard and ted kaczynski signed up for it and what they did was he would listen to ted kaczynski's ideals and values and the what he thought the world should be like and then he brought him in to a room with all these professors and pretty much just shit on ted kaczynski and told him he was useless he was worthless he was he was yeah just yep and uh 
Psychic destruction by humiliating. Exactly. Yeah. Deconstruction. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Nice job, guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I know, right? They created the fucking Unabomber. Har- <laughs> right. Har- Harvard University, like legitimately. Um. And yeah, he uh, that 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 affected him tremendously for for sure. Um, it was it was actually a test that was. Um, used to break Russian spies during the Cold War, and they did it to a Harvard student. They just did. because. Yep, <laughs> that sounds so. I think he up. volunteered, but yeah, well, he probably well, did. Probably they paid him twenty he, bucks. He volunteered, but he didn't know. He didn't really know what he was volunteering for. Um, he said, "Oh, a psycho- psychology test. Cool. My job is to cause trouble." So no, I, I love so that. there was a guy actually. Uh, this reminds me of so you guys all saw the. Bill- Blair Witch Project, right? Oh, no. Yeah. There was a guy. What is the Blair Witch Project? Your kid, stop it. Oh. He's totally not joking. Jay, you're wicked old. You're. N- you got and that's just, coming from me. Just give me a fucking rundown. Come on. Are you serious? Dude. Dead serious. So, uh, <laughs> groundbreaking. <laughs> so, the there, time. There, there was. So this is not going to work. You're going to take one look and go, you're. What? So, there's a, there, a movie came out, I don't know, 10 years ago. Mm hmm. Probably home more. video, home video. Basically. It was it was a cheap movie that these kids uh, and and it was built on sound principles, right? So, the Blair and uh, was Pennsylvania, Blair, I believe Blair, Pennsylvania. Uh, so I want you to keep on researching. There's a guy. Dude, that ninety nine was, was more than ten years ago. There was actually a guy. Hey, Riddler's fucking mathematics. Is it a true, is it a true story? Level. So no, the the movie is not. It was like they 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 did the movie with their own camcorders about how they go out in the woods and they get lost and then the Blair Witch kills all, all of them. They made it and like it, a true story. They made it like a true. It felt like a like a home video, like paranormal activity type shit. Right, just like paranormal, like that kind. Okay. Of, like there would be no paranormal activity if it weren't for the Blair Witch. But if you will, Jesus Christ, that's playing on our. Um, that scared me. So. So there is a there is a, a guy as part of the movie. There's this house in the woods, right? You guys remember? And in real life, there's this guy that moved out to a house in the woods. Oh, Maryland! And he he was like at one point in time. Listen to this. He was, uh, and this is real life. This is I'm not making this up. This is actual factual historical evidence. This big like fan, like he was friends with all the families in that in that area, and he all of a sudden moved out and built a house in the woods, and said that he would talk to angels while he was out there, and then he started kidnapping kids and bringing them back to his house in the woods and killing them. Weirdo. Yeah, and they arrested him, and like he they they had him in an asylum, and you can find all this stuff online. You can find his name right now if you wanted to. Uh, like the real Blair Witch or whatever. And there's videos of this guy in the asylum and the shit that, he's scared, set, that, that he says and how he behaves is like the scariest shit you will ever see in your entire life. Did you watch it? I watched it, yeah. Fuck. During the day. <laughs> <laughs> Not the movie, but like if you watch, like if you look up, the, you will find all the scary shit you want to find if you start researching hmm. like the actual Blair Witch Project. There's just too much information out there. I don't need to know all these things. Yeah. The availability of information, that's our problem. Well. That's why people think that humankind is so fucked up is because 
all the same shit happened forever, but now the availability of information makes it seem like we're just picking it all up. See what I'm saying? Is my advice would not. My advice would not oh. be to go into too much detail researching this shit. It's really fucked on up. on the real Blair Witch. Yeah, really, it's really fucked up. So, <laughs> on a lighter note, on a lighter note, <laughs> have you ever given with. anybody a good nickname? Oh yeah. Other than Cinco. Well, Cinco, fuck. <laughs> Did we leave it's revolutionary? We that left was, out the story. Of I don't Cinco. know if it's in or it's out. <laughs> no, that's out. It's out. Oh, I gotta tell you the story of Cinco. So <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> it is a good one. So <laughs> we, uh, me and my buddy Pat Downey, we ran some wrestling camps this year, and uh, it was a great time, great experience. Uh, met a lot of people, made a lot of connections. Um, I'm laughing about the kids. Name. Yeah. <laughs> I so, so one of the camps we uh, we put on was in uh, Amboy, Washington. Okay, mm. and it was a Merle Crockett's compound. And this dude has like 30 bunk beds, like a whole wrestling facility, a sauna, weight room, like in the middle of nowhere. Okay, and one of the coolest wrestling. Facilities I've ever seen. Amboy. Amboy, Washington. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> Big shout out to Amboy, Washington. Yeah. So we may come up on a road trip to Merle. Oh, Merle Crockett. <laughs> Jay yep. and I. Oh, he got he got his uh he got his beard braided. Okay. Have him. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah, he looks like a pirate. <laughs> 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 yep. So uh <laughs> there's this kid, his name's Calvin Myron Buck the Sixth. <laughs> and uh they were calling him Six. And next day I go, you know, we did a two-day clinic. Next day, I just so you know, I wasn't going to have any kids before. Now I'm going to have a kid, You're and now I'm going to name him that. Calvin Myron Buck the sixth. Yeah. Oh, even. wow. You got a picture of Merle Crockett up <laughs> on the fucking screen. How about that? What? Yeah, Merle. <laughs> Hell yeah, Merle. <laughs> but uh, Bring it, Merle. So, yep, there he is. Great guy. Great guy. Loves wrestling. Uh, oh, that's that's one of the kids we were actually training. Danny, uh, what's his last name? Necker. Yep. That's him. Good guy. So, uh, yeah, Calvin, Calvin Myron Buck the sixth. I, I, I have the greatest idea. And I'm like, I'm going to name this kid Six in Spanish. And I'm like, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. I'm like, okay, I'm going to name him Cinco. <laughs> so, bro, I call him Cinco <laughs> the whole day. And Pat looks at me and is like, bro, why are you calling him Cinco? I was like, because that's Six in Spanish. He's like, no, it's not. It's five. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, but I still call him Cinco. I'm going back to my, going back to my room. Yeah. I know that it's ironic, you know? Yeah. Because it's not six. I'm sorry if you guys covered this. I haven't been here the entire time. What have, What are some of the best people? What are your nicknames? My nicknames? Yeah, they must have called you some oh, good shit. Laser. Over Laser's laser. a big one. Well, that's yeah, laser, easy. and the females uh, usually call me daddy. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> JK, JK. <laughs> More like JS. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah no. That's it. Big um, daddy. Laser. Laser's been my nickname. Yeah, that makes sense. But, I mean, I named my friend Mulligan Mully. Yeah. yeah. We call him Mully. He yeah. should. He should. Uh, 
I think he should be rerun. And we call it. We say you're either on the Mully train or you're off it. <laughs> and that's and that's the truth. The Mully train. The well, Mully train. You in the Mully train. Yeah. You in the Mully gang. And that's how it is. But if we're you're off it. the Mully train, you off it. And that's. Uh, did I hear your uncle call you laser a couple times today? Yep. I couldn't say like tell whether he was. Oh, he like, loves to call me laser. Laser. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, he has all the reason in the world to be proud. Yeah, you know what I mean. No doubt, uh, my uncle Jimmy is uh, actually—he's one of my heroes. I love that guy. That guy's a—he's a fucking man. I he's think he's really all our hero. He is yeah. all of our heroes. Like he is the most interesting man alive. Like, I can't—I can't explain. I can't even explain to that guy how much I look up to him and love him. Like it's like that dude's my—that dude is my. Welcome hero. to the club. Yeah, that's how we all feel, and wh- which kind of. You kind of answered the question for me, but like I assume you have a lot of family, but you and your sister seem to gravitate gravitate towards Coach. Oh yeah, and yeah. that's probably a big reason why. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think you know, we. I mean, me and my uncle, we see eye to eye on the fact that we're both combat athletes, um, and that's been a you know big part of our relationship. And you know, he's. Uh, He's very proud of me, and I'm very proud of him, and and you know every everything that he does. It's uh, you know, our there's there's not a family member in my family that doesn't love my uncle Jimmy. My uncle Jimmy's, you know, class act guy, as you guys know. He's uh, he's go through psychological testing if you don't respect (laughs) this man. Yeah, right. He's he's a person with uh, probably what I what I say. Um, he he has a probably the best character out of anyone I've ever met. Best character, best best morals. He's someone that always does the right thing even if it's uncomfortable. Even if it's not what he wants. Absolutely. He do, he, do, he does the he does it because he knows it's the right thing and uh that's something I look up to because it's, you know, we all get in that point where it's like, oh, it, it might be easier not to do the right thing. Right. And to take the easier route out, but And when he gives you advice, you have to take it. Oh, yeah. So it's like, you know what I mean? Because you know it's the right thing. You're like, well, he, he just issued me the more difficult thing to do. When that man talks, you listen. It's, right. And it's not <laughs> even like a, like, because you you want it. Like, when you he says something, you're like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I, and right. he has yeah. this uncanny ability to simplify things down to a real basic level. For sure. So you bring this complex problem to him, and I'm like, hey, dude, uh, you know, I've been, you know, I got this situation at work, and I've, like, been talking to this guy, and... You know what I mean? He doesn't seem to respect my ideas. And then, like, you know, it comes up. And then, like, other people are blah, 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 blah. We're missing status meetings, blah, 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 blah. He's like, so, uh, why don't you, uh, okay, why, why don't you just tell him how you feel? <laughs> and yeah. uh, tell, tell him we're, uh, you know, we're, we're missing both of our goals here. And uh, cut that shit out. And I was like. Well, that that seems that probably do the trick, right? Right, and I go and do it, and it fucking works. And I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ! Like, I, I, he has literally never given me advice. First of all, he's never given me advice that I haven't taken, and second of all, it's worked out every single time. Yeah, yeah, I could. Uh, One of it was killing a person, but <laughs> yeah, it's not a big deal. But he that. probably deserved it. Don't say that right. on the podcast. Come on, right? <laughs> guys, don't say that. <laughs> We can edit that out, right? This is an editable podcast? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, coach also means that us older guys kind of earned our right to whine a little bit when we're at jujitsu. You know, 
I've never, just bitch I, and shit. But I've that never, guy, I, he's <laughs> never, ever, 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 ever let on even a moment where he doesn't have a smile on his face. Right. That means every fucking other guy over 50 at the club who's ever been there can never complain it's the worst thing in the world man i've never heard that guy whine <laughs> ever i just i'm ever. like i'm getting a good ever. complaint ever up and i'm like i see anything. coach i'm like shut the fuck up and so, i shut up so i hurt my elbow the other day <laughs> you can't complain what are you gonna be like i hurt my elbow coach <laughs> I, I, I hyperextended and it was it was legit george actually yeah. heard it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but uh Eliezer was like I was wrestling with this shitty wrestler and he hurt my elbow. I'm like, sounds like you're talking about George. He was like, yeah, it was George. <laughs> so I hyperextended my elbow and I, uh, I'm like, Uncle Jimmy's like, oh, I want to go get a workout in. I'm like, ah, I don't know about today. My uh, my arm kind of hurts. I don't, I don't know if I'm I'm good to go. He goes, oh, can I get you a Wham burger? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, and 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 do you want a side of French fries? I'm like, ah, oh, jeez. I was like, no mercy, no Fine. mercy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm like, it hurts. It legitimately hurts, and I can't tell Uncle Jimmy that. He'll just be like, all right, get off your ass. Come on, let's go work out. So has he yeah. told? Has he told you it's stories about today, right? him? So obviously, he went into the academy. At, I don't know, so he's 60, right? So he went to the academy at 55 or 56? Yeah. So he goes into the academy. And you he's mean the, in police, the police academy? The police yeah. academy, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. After, you know, 30 years of being head lifeguard on Hampton Beach, after being a chemistry teacher at Shawsheen, and, you know, an entire life devoted to let me show you how to be a real human being and don't be a fuck up. And he goes to the police academy and he's like in these, like, you know, the, uh, the physical training sessions is like, he's destroying these 25 year old. They're like, they were doing the leg raise thing. He puts his leg legs up and he lets everybody go down. He's like, the Sarge is like, all right, everyone down. Coach's legs are still up. He's like, Sarge, I need help. They won't go down. My legs are stuck. My legs are stuck. Like, just <laughs> up there like that. And, I mean, he's an animal. Like, you saw today. Like, the guy can, the 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 running joke at the Academy is he can plank through all of the Godfather movies. Really? He Which is, he probably he is could. the Godfather. You know that, right? He is. He is the Godfather. He, he is. is. He's like our consigliere. Right. You know what I mean? He is our consigliere. Yeah. Uh, only he's more important than that. Right. Well, the consigliere, dude, when the Godfather was not around, the consigliere was making the calls. Yeah, but... Right? Yeah, he was making the call. <laughs> like that? I, you know? You know I never I seen, seen fucking Goodfellas, too. I had never seen the movie Casino. <laughs> oh, that's a great movie. And Robert was, De Niro. So here's what happened. It was... So I was working. I was just doing emails today, and the movie was on. And then things got busy. In the movie? No. Uh, I mean, <laughs> things seemed pretty busy in the movie, but not as busy as they were for me. And so I had to like pause the movie. And I think Robert De Niro is going to die sometime really soon. Soon? I he means so. in the movie that he hasn't watched. This was yet. at the point. This was like. How old is Robert? It's still paused. He's pretty. He's, he's pretty he's old. Young. Hey, Riddler. I, I don't yeah. think he means that he's going to really die. I must say something. Yep. You know who kind of looks like Robert De Niro? 
<laughs> the Riddler. Riddler De Niro. That's not a compliment. Robert no, De Robert De Niro. Good looking. He guy. is a handsome man. Don't yeah. you say that? Oh, <laughs> come on. What lady is like, boy? I would. Yeah, just but like is he to... like? Is he the Robert De Niro from uh, from Cape Fear? Raging Bull. Or <laughs> he was scary in that movie. Counselor. Oh, he was frightening, right? That was frightening. That yeah. the end scene of that you movie. You kind of do a little bit. You kind Have of. you seen Cape have Fear? Have you got that before? Yeah, you have, huh? I know. Boy, that's not the best compliment a person could get. Are you kidding me? Robert De Niro's the fucking best. I'm sorry. Like, you know what I mean? Jay, like, I got, I got the paisans stick together. Yeah. I got a body like Mr. Peanut. Hey, goodbye. Like, I, I'm, I'm okay with these things. Sometimes we have to accept the reality of that. Of, the paisans stick together, and then we look really good. It's okay. Uh, there's lots of different paisanos, and they have a penchant for not getting along. By the way. Oh, excuse me. What do you mean? A the penchant? <laughs> yeah. A penchant. Yes. Okay. I don't even know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Um, have you seen Cape Fear? <laughs> no. <laughs> Cape Fear is a pretty good movie. You should check that out. Okay. I have to. Uh, it is good. It, it does is a really good, and good it looking has, actor. In it. Uh, what's her name in it? Uh, who is the daughter? Yeah. Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis. Who I'm not sure. There's one of two things going on. Either she plays a really good, slightly retarded person, or she's actually retarded. Uh, really, you got to get Merle Crockett's face off of there. Man. <laughs> he's stuck, he's on, just he's, stuck on there. He's the wallpaper. Have I, Merle over, Crockett, have I the overused pirate. the R word in this uh, this podcast? I mean, What's the R word? I don't believe so. Retarded. Don't say retarded. Um, that's what I said. That's what I'm saying. If I said Jesus, retarded too that? much. Whoa. That's Julia, that's Julia Lewis. Lewis. But in every movie, in every movie... In every movie, she like seems touched. Touched like, in what uh, way? Like you remember? Like, remember the movie? Uh, uh, usually more of a childish uh, persona. I than, think she always plays a kid. Really? Right. Even though, even when she's eighteen years old, she plays a twelve-year-old. Mm. Like, wasn't she in the movie where George Clooney and they become uh, vampires? Yes, that would be uh, Dawn Dead. Day of the Dead? No. Uh, it's shit. It's Quentin Tarantino. It was a good movie. Wait, what? what's her What's her name? Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. She was also maybe in. Uh, Fuck. What was the name of that movie? Um, California. No. Uh, are, she was in California. Yeah, and that was messed Eliezer, up. Juliet Lewis is like fifty now, so this, they, is, this is why you have no idea who she is. Okay. Oh. What is the name of that movie? Dusk Before Dawn. Dusk Till Dawn. Dusk Till Dawn. 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 Great flick. Yeah. You should watch that Jeez. one. Great too. flick. Quentin yes. Tarantino is really yes. messed up. His character is so messed up in that movie. You Remember, ever seen like, that? They, they kidnap oh, yeah. a bunch of people, yeah. and he randomly, like, his brother, who is George Clooney, goes away. Oh, I think to, like, I did see that movie. To get coffee or whatever, and he comes back, and he's raped and killed them all. Oh, and he's like, dude, what did you do? He's like, they tried to get away. It's like and then so everybody he, turns into vampires, yeah, in, including Selma Hayek. Forty-five. That's in my age range. Come on, forty-five. Oh, bad. come on! That's robbing the cradle for you. Sorry. Yo, so uh, <laughs> your but your love interest is uh, you know, a mere. I don't know how old is uh, Archer the TV show. Archer. Yeah. This is not my thing. Six or seven years, yeah. maybe? Maybe a little older. So Lana's seven. So, so you're interested in a seven-year-old. So so you know... Uh, I don't really blame you. Is all over the fucking place. No, if the, TV, if the TV show is 
seven years old. <laughs> that's as long as she's been her. Just saying. So, so you know, uh, you know, Rutgers and Penn State—they've been rivals, right? Mm-hmm. It's Jersey, Pennsylvania. So, <laughs> we we hosted Penn State for football a couple years ago, and uh, <laughs> there was a big sign on the frat house that it would say. One of them said, "There's there was a couple of them." Okay, the first one said, "Saturdays are for." And it's that with the big Rutgers R, Saturdays are for the little boys. Oh wow! And then, and then the then the real funny one was well, I mean, it's not that funny, but it's it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> it said, uh, "Cougars, older women that like younger men, Nittany Lions, <laughs> older men <laughs> that like little boys." Oh. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. That was pretty good. <laughs> You know what? I have. I did not. So up here, we realize like rivalry through, you know, there's high schools. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of, there's some college rivalry, but it's not real. Oh, we It's get, not real. Oh, Harvard. I've, reali- yeah. I've realized what, yeah, like. Rutgers, Penn State gets like, fucking nasty. Fights yeah. in the street. Harvard, yep. BC, and stuff like that. And then I went south, and I realized what happens when Those you go Harvard south. Those Harvard kids from ain't here, fighting? No. They're not fighting. No, dude. They're fighting to finish math problems. Yeah, they're like, ah, according to Mike, he'll Maybe that's MIT. And stuff. <laughs> no, Harvard's um, like that, too. And so <laughs> I go, uh, so. Uh, one of my best friends was an orthopedic <laughs> surgeon. <laughs> at, he did his residency at Duke. Okay. Oh yeah. And uh, Chapel Hill. Yeah. So and UNC. And UNC's Chapel. Hill. Yeah, but no, they're right, right next to each they're other. They're right oh, next yeah. to each other. So Big rivalry. They hate each other. So we were going to lunch. They do somewhere else, like on that side. And I went to us like a, he was. He worked a soccer game that day, and I was like, "It's colder than I thought down here." He gave me a sweatshirt. Blah, 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 blah. We're going to lunch. He's like, you got to take a sweatshirt off. And I'm like, why? He's like, dude, we're like kind of crossing the line into UNC territory. Like, it won't go over well. And I'm like, are you. Get out of here. Like, I've worn. I've gone. I've gone to Red Sox games in Yankee Stadium and I've wearing my Red Sox gear. And I'm like, I'm not afraid. He's like, dude, you have no idea. Like, it's just not going to go well. You're inviting trouble. Did he get in a fight? No, he like I took my switch because I'm not like and you I'm, were, we're cold. What a and I was for I was, what? Well, it was like I literally had a t-shirt on and it was like 40 degrees. Okay, so you were cold. So I was cold. Then I was like, I don't feel like I should have to take the sweatshirt off. Did you turn it inside out? No, I ended up taking it off because we were going inside anyway. Hmm. So we parked the car and we went inside because he was like really uncomfortable. And I didn't want to make him uncomfortable. You should have told him. You should have been like, listen here, buddy. You're being fucking soft. Yeah. <laughs> and I got this You're fucking being, under control. And I got this under, under control. How old were you? Uh, Probably 30. 30, huh? Oh, Which is... Capable of regulating it. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I would kick the ever-loving shit out of my 30-year-old self. <laughs> I think all of us would, except for that one over there. I'm not yeah. 30 yet. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My 30-year-old self might whip my fucking 24-year-old's ass. Probably <laughs> will. Probably. Hopefully. Yeah. I, only, yeah, based on the plan? Based, based on, on the plan, plan, yes. He will definitely. Yeah. You know, you might be able to out-wrestle him, but in yeah. a straight-up fight, he will I beat your like, ass. I feel like your prime's like 35. Right? I, dude, I think you should. I think you should yeah, reevaluate yeah. your horizons a little bit further. Yeah, 
Like, I honestly believe that I've never been better than I am right now. And I'm stronger and faster. Well, maybe not faster. I'm stronger than I've ever been. But How old are you? 41. Wow. Generally speaking, uh, general knowledge, 38 is like human male physical prime. 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 Not just athletes. So athletics means knowledge, training, technique, all that kind of stuff as well. But just the human male, generally speaking, 38 is the prime. That would be a physical peak. That's what I'm saying. Just physical peak. So like all those other things you just mentioned would be sidebar, right? Well, it would depend on when in the arc you got that. So if you got a lot of technique when you were between, you know, whatever, 8 and 18 compared to, you know, 28 and 38. I don't believe that there's a tech, like, there's no technical limit. You're saying I'm I saying, can't but some people have technical more. at like I'm, I'm only going to go downhill in my technique. I'm completely not saying that. I'm saying technique, I'm backing yeah. up what you're saying by just a couple of years. So you're saying 38 is already physical. You're saying you feel the best of all at 41. That's a, that's a couple of years away. So I'm I'm supporting what you're saying for sure. And I think that there's a crest here somewhere where the rubber hit, hits the road and like well, it will start to fall off after well, you a while just can't anyway. Train, but like, yeah. Like you can't train the same way. Like I get seven or eight workouts in and every week. Right. And there's going to be a spot where that's not going to be possible. Like I'm going to start feeling fucked up. And no, I'm, I think it'll be possible. I like, I like what you're saying. Like, I do. I do think it, I, th- I do think it'll be possible, but I think you'll have to modify some things. Um, Old guys hate when you guys say that. Here, you're right. I don't. You're dead right. I you're don't. You're dead I, right. And I hate that word. Here, here's, you're right. Here's the thing about my, my, uh, my uncle Jimmy, okay. I've seen him. I mean, back in the day, that dude was fucking. I mean, he 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 was fucking hammer. Okay, he's still, uh, he's, he's still a, a fuck, hammer now. He's, he's still a hammer. Okay, but he doesn't do as much now as he did then. As he did then. Okay, he more focuses on certain aspects of his game, and he real realizes that. Yeah, he's probably not going to be in a, a, a ton of scrambles, okay? Right. So he focuses on, you know, how to, you know, slow people down and put them in his world. Right. And I think that as long as you can put someone in your world, that you can, matter. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, I know 20, I know, you know, really tough 25-year-olds that my uncle, he would whip the living fucking shit out of He'd drag him into deep water. He would drag him into deep waters and <laughs> tear him up. Right. Yeah. So um, I think it's just more so, you know, figuring out what your game is. Um, and, you know, as you get older, it's going to be, um, it's going to be smaller. It's going to, you're going to, you're going to have to focus. Um more on you know certain aspects of it like being awesome like being awesome (laughs) dude i'm telling you though uncle jimmy at like uncle jimmy 10 years ago 50 years old dude fuck well i mean jay knew that's a dirty man i was (laughs) that's a dirty man training with (laughs) him at 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 those times and it was like it was he was like Still a physical anomaly. Like ten years ago, he's fifty. I know, fucking right? fifty. That's what we're talking about. Like a fucking sledgehammer at fifty years old. Like nobody's a sledgehammer he, he actually, when they're fifty. And he would any like at that point in time, he'd be like, "I'll roll with anybody." 
Yeah, and exactly. he will take it to you, and he will be like grind things to a stop, and then speed them up, and then grind them to a stop, and then speed them so, up. And it was just a, a horrible role. I, th- I think that's more my point. That's my point is like now he's not more sp- he's not speeding things up, but I still can't fucking pass his guard. <laughs> That's a pretty specific I mean, he's, goal. He's, I mean, he's trained his life to be yeah, that way. But he's, he's, six, a, he's six. I'm I'm twenty twenty four years that's old. That's not it. Guard isn't it. Yeah, but your your jujitsu training age is like point oh two, <laughs> and his jujitsu training age is you know twenty. Yeah, but he also does this thing with his leg, strong as shit. That's he, he sticks his strong, leg man. into you and he hurts you. You're like shit. It's funny. Wanna... It never. It never hurt me or Jay or anyone else. It must be just no, you. No, these George. guys all know. These Maybe guys he know. doesn't like leprechauns. That yeah. must be it. I mean, it, it's Could there, it. but it doesn't hurt. I mean, whatever. <laughs> he's, not, a he's not concerned about you passing his guard, Riddler. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> that leg, you can't pass that leg. That leg is like a friggin' piston. And it is it is like in your hip, and you're not. I can hardly fucking it. move when I rolled him. Yeah, like I'm like it's brutal. I'm like okay, Uncle Jimmy, like you gotta like can you just let go. Yeah, give you me a little like, something. Let me here. wrestle you a little bit. But here's the thing: you know, ne- you never, you never defeat the master. No, you never, you never defeat the master. That's the that's the rule. Okay, right. It doesn't matter if I will like ever be able to beat him. Okay, I can never beat him. It's just that's the rule. I'll never be. I'll never beat my uncle Jimmy. Even even if you, I can. Even if you can. Well, the nature. I, mean, of the I word, haven't been able to yet. Yeah. But the nature of the word can, beating, right. like, like <laughs> even if you were to pass the right guard, now. you don't. You're not. You're not uh-huh. winning. Winning. A be- beating at that point becomes bigger. No, than I'll never. Else. Even yeah. even if I could. Even if I could choke him out. Yeah. I'll ne- it, it, it can't happen. Yeah. Because he's the master. He's the master. And you never defeat your master. Yeah, he's been. Uh, He's actually been, you know, one of my. He's been as as much of a coach as anybody's been to me. Like a life coach too. Like right? a like a life coach. Like that's who I, you know, aspire to be. Be like is be hey, like my there, uncle Jimmy. There is uh, there's <laughs> no one. There's no one else. Well, I mean, I'm sure your dad is a great guy. Oh yeah, they're both very physical if guys. If they're similar to each other, then like I would say that you can't have a better goal to be like somebody than coach like i think even as grown adults like we we try to emulate him because he's just a great human being no coach, doubt coach is a great american <laughs> he's great a american great, he's a great american hell yeah. yeah i gotta go to bed why is it that time it's 12 30 jesus fucking yeah. christ yeah well uh, we've been talking for a while yeah i gotta catch a flight in the morning What's right? Time? It's been awesome though. He's got to oh, get yeah, up in three. It's been awesome. I three appreciate and a half you guys hours. having me. Dude, it's been a good time. Yeah. I can't wait till you come back. No doubt. Uh, I feel like uh the onus is on us. Well, the onus is on me. Like we're going to catch up. All right. Uh at the end of September for No sure. doubt. Uh cuz I am literally there for a week. Cool. In San Francisco. Awesome. I'll come pick you up and yeah, we'll go do stuff and I'll be working, of course. OJ. <laughs> OJ. Quite honestly, if they fired me tomorrow, I wouldn't care. No. Nah, that's not what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if people want to find you on social media. Um, it's do you actually, seriously, do you promote yourself? Or does someone promote you? Someone should be talking about you, man. Like oh. Besides us. 
I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I promote myself. Uh, it's Eliezer DeLuca on Instagram. So if you, uh, if you're on Instagram, go follow me. And uh, Great. on uh, Twitter, it's uh, Air Laser. A I R. Air. Air Laser. L- and then it would be L A Z E R. L A Z. Or S E R. L A Z. E-R, yeah. yeah. Is this like Cinco? I'd think about that for a second. So, Let's go with the Instagram uh, there. Let's go with Eliezer DeLuca on Instagram. That's a good place to so be. So where are you, right you going to be spending uh, your fall? Where, where are you headed? Where can people find you? California. Nice. Yep. Quick stop in Florida. Yep. Quick then, stop in Florida. I'm actually uh, Catch up on, with Colby, Covington, and yeah, Joe Warren. Yeah, yeah, I uh, think I'm actually going to catch up with this uh, sorority chick in uh, Tallahassee. So. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the plan, at least. I mean, hopefully, nice. she, hopefully she, she doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> and you have to, you have to, have to, have to. You have to spend some time on the mat with Bruno. Yeah. Oh, Just yeah. so I can't wait. Bruno. I, I'm not excited. I can't I mean, see about jujitsu anymore, Jay. I can see it. I'm going to be, uh, we're going to be like hanging out at like our work. You're just thinking like about training, Tallahassee. And the phone's going to ring and it's going to be you and you're going to be like, holy shit. I just, yep. I just trained with Bruno. <laughs> I just got hit by a tornado. Yeah. <laughs> I just right? got hit by a tornado. His no name doubt. is Bruno. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, dude, this was awesome. Yeah, yeah thanks for Thank having me. So I appreciate I hope you had it. Fun. I had a fucking great time with you guys. Uh, we'll yeah, do it again, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, for all of the jujitsu schools out there, uh, yeah. no. So he's going to be in Florida for a couple days. He's headed out out of the San Jose area. After that, uh, if you've got a jujitsu academy or a judo academy or whatever you got out there, and you want to bring high level wrestling in, contact this guy. Bring Eliezer him in. Duluca on Instagram. Yeah, That's seriously, right. like revolutionary, like perfect wrestling for jujitsu or MMA. Like sick of fucking shooting doubles and getting stuck on the bottom. Like up your game. Bring this guy in. Do a seminar with him. Go see him in San Jose when he gets there. Fucking enlighten yourself. Word. Awesome. Yeah, brother. Yeah, appreciate Have it. a safe flight. I appreciate cool. you guys having me. You got it. Thanks All for right. listening, Talk everybody. Soon. Over and out. See y'all soon. Ready for take three. <laughs> Peace.